You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Joined by my dear friend Edward Simpson, myself, I am Tom, Miss William George Birmingham. Uh, very English name. I blame both of my parents. Uh, anyway, we're back this week after... It's also why you say dance. It's also why I say dance in France and plant instead of plant, dance in France. Uh, can't help any of that. I'm brought up the way I'm brought up. You know what I mean? Language is a funny thing. Do I speak the Queens? I think I do. Um, we're a sports podcast, so it's probably not important at this point. Um, uh, back after what was... I do find was, it annoying, though. You, you find it annoying when I say it properly? Yeah. How does that work? Like, no, no, it just annoys me. I'm like, you snooty, snooty man. Because <laughs> I say dance. Or dance. I say dance. You say dance. And I'm like, brah, no one says dance. <laughs> I don't know anyone that says dance. Except maybe like Andrew Parsons' mother, who's from England. It's funny because I say plant. I don't know but, why I say plant. But I, I hate plant. it. I Even hate it. English people say plant? I don't know, dude. I think they say plant too. But I actually hate when I, I hate myself when I say plant. It actually, it actually, I feel like it takes more energy to actually say plant. I reckon you, when you go to say plant, you make it, you are like at a crossroads. Yes. And I think every time. I you, take the, the Queen's take, English. You take the Queen's, but you wanted, you wanted to have taken the Aussie. No, nah, well, listen, like, I mean, obviously language very important. And, you know, I, you know, I like words and I like, you know, being as intelligent as I you am. You like sounding like a fuckwit. I, will, I enjoy that. Um, but plant, I draw the line at plant mentally, but I always step over the line of plant Do you mentally. say can't? Yes. Can't? can't? You don't say can't, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Bad example. Yeah, that was a horrible example. You had some good ones in dance and fucking France, and you went to Cannes. I had some rippers. Um, I didn't think that one through. No, that wasn't a good one. Just Um, came into my brain. I was like, go with it, bro. Anyway, double barrel middle names for me. Edward Lloyd Simpson for you. Uh, Tough weekend if you do support anyone uh, who plays rugby league called the Manly Seagulls. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, it was a good weekend of sport, though. A lot of like some of the games of footy was sick. UFC was fucking wild. Uh, but Edward, you were away on a boys' golf trip. Yep, correct. The yep. Flog Cup. Yeah, which is golf backwards. I mean, it's not creative, but it, it is what it is. Okay, it's just golf backwards. There you go. I there thought it go. was like you're a, one of those Melbourne dickheads who calls everyone a flog. No, nah. well, you're golf. a flog. Look again. I mean, the name. The name is what it is. Yeah. You're not winning awards for the name. No one's winning awards for the name. And I think we, quite frankly, we know that. Yeah. But it's not about the name. Right? It's also not about, about winning the awards. Yeah. Got up to the Hunter. Um, Friday off, ripped into the golf. Where'd you play? Played pretty well. Played what? Cypress Lakes. Man, I was, I was with Max Downs, friend of the show. Um, Max and I played real well day one. We, we were two over through 17 and then tripled the last, which hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That really hurts. Really hurts. Fuck so we man. went in one back. One went in one back, and I was like, "Holy shit! Am I am I a fucking sniff this year? Am I a sniff? I might be." How many I'm years has been sniff. going? I'm never. A How sniff. many years have been going? Six. And you've never won. No disrespect to my past partners, but they've never been great. No, Max is a good player, right? Max is a great player. Um, but yip, <laughs> yipped and yahooed on the Friday, you know. Woke up tired on the Saturday and got out on the course and, and had a crack, Tom. You got golf carts? 
Fucking oath. Well, yeah, good. I mean, I'm like, if, if after you've a big ever night, played, if you've ever played Cypress Lakes, I have. You would have you? You well, you know what it's like. I haven't played for years. I played when I was maybe like 14, 15. If you were to walk it, you would have to be a sick, sick man. Yeah, right. It is so undulating and like good word, undulating. It's just, it's very. It would be taxing on the body and the yeah, soul, especially because we, there was concern. You might and plenty of it that carts wouldn't be allowed because of the rain. And like the day before we got there, they'd fucking reintroduced Would them. you have... I almost think I wouldn't play if I'm that hungover and like, no, there's no carts. Like, I'm like, well, what the fuck are we doing here? I'm not going to enjoy the day. No. Well, you would have on the Friday because we weren't hungover. No, I'm saying the Saturday. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Because you're going like, this is just not going to be any fun for me. Just because no. we're here to play golf, but now we don't have the ability to have carts. Like, what the fuck do we do? No, no, no. You put a line through it and you move on. You move on. You just rip in again. You move on. So you came third. Came third. So Chris Bush and friend of the show, he took the chockies. He, what is it? Those motherfuckers threw two 18s. Through two rounds 18, they were like two over. I think they shot four under. Who was he playing with? Andrew Parsons, who's okay, but not like... Is Mushin good? Yeah, he's good. Is there a lot of carrying going on by a few good golfers up the top? Like, I'm assuming Max carried you, obviously. Mushin well, carried, Mushin mate, carried Parso, mate. Well, I mean, yeah, Max, Max probably hit fucking seventy six, sixty five percent of the shots. Seventy, seventy five. He said. 75% did I drain? First. Did I drain a fucking hundred footer? A hundred footer. Did I drain a hundred footer? Really? Well, like I didn't have a measuring tape, <laughs> but I can only go off vibe. Didn't have one of those fucking range finders. No, I didn't have a range finder. Funnily enough, yeah. No, I'm surprised you didn't have. A, you should have got your bloody manly golf bag. Why didn't you get that? That would have been. I know. Of- I should have. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing I didn't bring that fucking thing. Yeah. Well, because I would have thrown it in a fucking lake <laughs> after Friday. No yeah. Offense, but I would have. No, that's fine. Um, um, and so, how are you feeling today? Uh, how do you think I feel? <laughs> I mean, look, I didn't. If you would have hazard a guess. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hear from you yesterday, so I you know assumed, not to message me on Sunday. Well, I know after a big weekend. I know that, and well, I know that if I message you and I don't hear back from you because we were watching the UFC, that there's probably me, like, been sent messaging me being like, "Mo, can you pay this invoice?" Yeah, I knew that one. Fuck you. Bro. I knew that one would get him. That one, I because I mean, initially that I was. Me off. Yeah, I knew it did, bro. Why you fuck? Yeah, but also it had to be done, and you're that you're that guy. You know what I mean? I am the invoice. You're guy. the invoice guy. That's I'm I'm fucking Tommy Content and you're Eddie the accountant. You I'm know Eddie I mean? the accountant. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound as good though. Does <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Tommy Content sounds good actually. Tommy Content sounds great. <laughs> Tommy Content's like a thing. Yeah, Tommy Content's cool. We might uh we might start trying to keep that going. You know what I you mean? You get that on a, on a jumper for yourself. Well, right? it's funny. It's like you. we haven't got any t-shirts made yet, and the first one will just be a Tommy Content shirt, a photo of me. Yeah, you've made yourself. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of merch, actually. That invoice that Eddie was paying might have been for a fresh batch of punters and dribblers hats. Now, why did we get, like, there might be some of you at home going, you dickhead said you weren't going to make any more. Well, we weren't until we... Sold out of them in two Sold out of them in two seconds and didn't realise you have to have a key. You need to keep a couple... Up your sleeve for, for like, like a rainy day, or like some people's just went missing. Some people's were damaged. Not many, but enough that we were like, "Well, we got to get more." Well, like I don't know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been more than four? No, necessarily, but it did happen, and it's it's required us to go back to the well. Now, um, I mean, and did to the we well? Get, we've gone. Yeah, did we get more than we needed because we thought there was such a groundswell of support for the hat, <laughs> and maybe it was an opportunity to just you know, well, to get more people their memberships, get more people their memberships. Get more people, get more, you know, grow the club. We want to grow the club. 
Ultimately, now, that's what we want. That's what we want. So we've got a, we've got a handful more. They'll be here in the next week or so. We will keep you abreast of the situation. Also, we're in deep discussions with our Chinese counterparts and manufacturing partners around a uh, a bounced out Sunday tracky. Mm. Mm. Just something to think about. Yep. Bounced yep. out Sunday trackies. Um, I mean, like, what what else more is there to say? Nothing else. Now, Eddie, I didn't do anything on the weekend of note in terms of, like, I didn't go and write myself off. Kept it pretty fucking PG. Mm, Did do the live stream on Friday night with Bloke in a Bar, where we currently are right now. Kempi, Rennie Matua for the Roosters and the Rabbitohs game. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, What was actually great was, so what they do is, they Kempi will put up a thing on his gram and it's like tag you and three mates or some shit and mm. like you can come in and they'll like watch the footy on the big screen and you know they can watch the watch us sitting up there and fucking uh, you know live streaming the game or whatever and he obviously got someone he got like four dudes who were fan, like Kempi fans but also the P's and D's all four of them rocked in in the punters and dribblers hats oh really yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, I don't remember any of your names, guys, but it was an overwhelming sort of like fucking all going on and I was pissed-ish. But yeah, good dudes, nice fellas, just all up and about. They were trying to get Danny Exotic in. They didn't even know him. They were like, they were like, there was one of their mates, so there were like three of them that were coming. They were trying to wait for like their fourth mate and he wasn't getting back to him or something. They're like, fucking, let's try to get Danny Exotic in. And the poor bastard had to work. But I was like, imagine if Danny was in here. I wouldn't I'd, I wouldn't even be here. I probably wouldn't have made it to the no. podcast. <laughs> My God, mate. Danny would put you in a body bag. Yeah, I know. So it's like a blessing and a disguise. Uh, and, and a, like, it's a blessing, but it's also like, I think I probably would have loved that. Is it a disguised blessing? Is that what you went to no, say? No, I was going to say it's a blessing in disguise that I didn't have to go and, you know, rack and red with Danny. But also, it would have been nice, you know? Yeah, I don't think that, that's not something you say no to. Definitely not. But anyway, so that was actually very fun. Thanks for having us on, Campy. Hopefully, nice, bro. Uh, and obviously, you couldn't make it because you were at the golf. That's right. I only had one thing really, and this isn't about my weekend. It's just a public service announcement. It's like a warning. It's like a. It's like a call to action. It's a. It's a. I'm always begging and pleading with the parents of this great nation, parents of toddlers, parents of young kids. Uh, I was at the, like, playground on the weekend, which is a place I'm fucking at all the time now that I've got Evie running around like a little champion. And most parents respect the reality, especially in a post-COVID world, that, like, you don't bring sick kids to a fucking playground. If they're coughing, they're fucking whatever. The... Like, if you allow your kid to get around with snot on their face, I think Doc should be called... I think docs should be called and they should be taken from your fucking care because there's just no reason for it. There's no fucking reason for it. Keep an eye on them if they have snot. I saw this kid and it's the worst I've ever seen. Like the worst I've ever seen. It looked like he had two fucking snot-coloured Christmas beetles under his fucking nose. And I'm and he's just he's his parents, I didn't even know where they were. He's just sort of like walking around the fucking playground. And I couldn't I couldn't stop looking at it. It was like all I could do. It consumed my thoughts. I'm like, look at this kid's face. What the fuck? It's humongous. And it's just slowly sliding down his fucking face. Like like an eye, like it just, you know what I mean? I'm like, 
And then I keep trying to, I'm trying to look around like, where is this kid's fucking parents? Do they realize what's going on? Finally, they come and they come and wipe this thing off his face. They needed to fucking gurney it. There was so much like, <laughs> and then it's, and then he starts coughing like he's fucking got emphysema at two years old. And I'm just like, why is he here? Like there are fucking kids everywhere. It's a Petri dish here. Just fucking wait till he's better or take him to a park, you fucking idiots. So anyway, all I'm saying is if you're a parent of a child, small, whatever, please don't take him to the park when everyone else is fucking healthy and your sick little bastard is running around covered in snot and coughing. And then secondly... If you don't want me to call docs on you, then wipe the snot off their face. It's not that hard. You don't walk around with snot on your face, Eddie. No. Dave? No, I try not to. When you can avoid it, yeah. right? Yeah, when, it's, when it's avoidable. When it's avoidable, you avoid won't it. do it. If no. it's unavoidable, it's unavoidable. That was, it was a very avoidable situation. Yeah. Saturday, yeah. Bondi Local Park, whatever the fuck it is. So anyway, that's all. That's my request to everyone out there. If you do it, I will call docs. Um, one more thing before we get into the show, Eddie. We had a glory hole malfunction. Well, of sorts. We didn't. We underestimated how big this glory hole is. It's now officially. We got it. We spoke to the people in the know. It's the biggest glory hole in the southern hemisphere. Did you get it on the weekend? No. Oh, you didn't. I haven't got it yet. I thought you were getting a truck or something. I am getting a truck. I went with a Ute. The Ute was too small. I now have to go back with a fucking truck. Think about that. A ute was too small for this glory hole. It is the biggest glory hole in the Southern Hemisphere. Yep. Possibly the world. Possibly the world. Because of COVID, we haven't been able to get the officials out here to, That's to right. fully look at it. That's right. Um, because it has to be done in person. It's not one of those things you can video and send in measurements. It's, no. it's a real fucking thing. So uh, that's got to be... We're waiting for the... Whenever the, whenever the, the, the measurers come out, that's another... That's another issue, but we've got to get this glory hole into our possession mm-hmm. quick, smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a job for this week. But imagine my surprise when I drove out to pick it up in Jarch's ute and I get there and I just see it. I'm like, bro, this ain't fitting in my ute. And he's like, huh? I'm like, what photos are you showing me, dog? Like, this is the biggest fucking glory hole I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it is big. It looks good. It's huge. It's What's huge. the stand like? Uh, it's a wooden frame. Is that, is, that, is that part of the restoration works? That, that is the completed? restoration work, uh, which he said cost him... What he said it cost him, I doubt, but whatever, I don't care. Um, but it's a huge wooden frame, and then, like, on the back of it, you've got, like, two wooden beams that go down the middle of it. Mm. And I think that one of them or two of them had broken, so he has put wooden beams on those to, like... Imagine if your leg broke and then you put like a metal fucking rod on there to, yeah. to restore it, essentially. That's him restoring it. Yeah. He, all he's done is just fucking reinforce the broken part that, you know. Well, yeah. Matt, it's funny how he said it's gone into like rigorous restoration. Rigorous right? restoration. Not exactly. I wouldn't say it's rigorous. I wouldn't say it costs that, but I don't care. The glory hole will be get, being got this week. That we do know. But I think now, Eddie, after a long and self-indulgent preamble. We get into the rugby league. I'd like to. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's a t- it's it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Now, there's a lot to go. There's a lot to talk about in rugby league here, Eddie. I think the biggest one for you and I, just to get it out of the way quickly, because we don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we're just going to get it out of the way quickly. You cool with that? Yep. You cool with getting it out of the way quickly? Yep. Manly lost to the Dirty Mojo Dragons on Friday night, 6 p.m., mm. uh, down at Wynn Stadium. Mm. It was a very tough experience, I know, for you and for I. Mm. Hard uh, to win in Wollongong. It's well, we've haven't won there since two thousand three. It's a difficult place. It's a difficult. It's they they say it's the most difficult road trip in rugby league. It is to easily. head from Sydney to to Wollongong. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no, from from North Sydney. North, like, north sorry, of the bridge. Yeah, so from the north to, of the spit. Yeah, to get from north of the spit to Wollongong is the toughest road trip in rugby league football. Yep. Now you might be like, why the hell the fuck does that work? Well, flying from Melbourne. You get to mascot, it's and, easy then that, as fuck. and then that trip's so quick. It's quick. 
That's crazy. Mascot to Wollongong is a yeah. piece of pig. And that's the same with New Zealand, right? New Zealand over to bloody Sydney, airport. Bang, mascot, straight bang, down. straight in Cowboys, there. bang, down. Easy. But if Easy. you've got to get from the fucking bridge over, the traffic the because traffic on military like, road can what, be the biggest cunt in the world. That's what throws you. You can and be like, there for days sometimes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And what? I think that might be one of the, what happened. Yeah. Tra- bad traffic bad in traffic. military road. Look, that they do we blame Gladys? Like, I mean, what the fuck's the infrastructure? Well, they doing went down. Here? They got the bus down there. As far as I'm aware, Tom, they got the bus down there um, Friday afternoon. Now there was traffic. There were considerable delays. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the tunnel was even closed. There'd been an incident, and it and the boys didn't get there till a, a, a bee's dick before kickoff. They right. were lucky to make. So it. they didn't really get to warm they up. Didn't get, they didn't warm up. Didn't get to bloody like the legs were all stiff from nah, the bus. No, nah, no. Nah. So I mean. Look, try winning a game of first grade rugby league football with no warm up. No, straight on toughest road trip in rugby league as well. Like. Toughest road trip. Now, I mean, the scoreline wasn't great. It well, it's not a, it's not a scoreline that you'd take home to mum and dad. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't take that. No, you wouldn't that, swipe right on it no, if you saw no. that scoreline on Tinder. <laughs> no way. Mate, I would never swipe right on that scoreline. That no. scoreline, look, no offence to the scoreline. The scoreline's disgusting. Yeah, look, this, is no, this isn't about the teams that played, but if I'm just talking about the scoreline itself, mm. fuck that scoreline. It made me physically ill. Yeah, it made me, yeah. Like I was throwing up mm. when mm. I saw the scoreline. Yeah, like even being in, in around that scoreline, even in that scoreline's presence, you need yeah. to have a, a long scrub. That scoreline needs to be locked up and throw the key away. Yeah. Why that? How that fucking scoreline isn't in Goulburn? Supermax. Supermax. Yeah, is beyond me. Yeah, never to see the light of day. Um, I will say that one of the most disrespectful things I think I've ever felt as a Manly fan is when you're down like thirty, whatever the fucking scoreline was, <laughs> and like the disrespect for a coach to pull off Ben Hunt like with ten minutes to go, just like you've done your job, bro. They're yeah. done. They're done here. Like yeah. that's. The cue in the rack. Get off there. And you know what else? Ben was playing most of the game with a broken leg. Ben's out for six weeks. Had a broken tibia or fibia or shibia or whatever the fuck it is. Shibia? Yeah. Dude, shibias are fucked. If you break those, dude. If you break <laughs> those. The fact he was able to play a full game on a broken I didn't, shib. I didn't, know you could, <laughs> I didn't know you could play on a broken shib, dude. Yeah. That's outrageous. So does that put... That puts it into even more context of how fucking shit we might have been. Look. Or how shit the scoreline was. I know. It's... It is what it is. It's rugby league football. Yeah. Um, there's ebbs and flows. There's peaks and troughs. Yeah. You know, dizzying heights call for dizzying lows. Not too dizzying because obviously we've never won a spoon, but again, dizzying heights. Dizzying for us. Call for dizzying lows. Um, and dizzying lows in, in our world is 0-3. Oh, that's yeah, a dizzy. That's a dizzying low, obviously. Um, could you just check this? Because the, the, I know the Cowboys got absolutely butt-fucked last night. Are they now bottom of the table? Bottom of the ladder? No, no we would be. Well, I don't know. I'm just our interested to against know. Is, yeah, I know how foreign against is. Yeah, still you guys, then Bulldogs, then Cowboys. Okay, great. Thank you, Dave. Uh, turn your mic off. Um, <laughs> um, shining lights. Can we talk about some shining lights for the, the Manly Seagulls? Yeah. Not many. Um, I thought Josh Schuster was in the moments, like I was drinking and I like I was also not paying – as soon as Zach Lomax scored in like the first minute, I was like, well, I'm not paying too much attention to this. Um, but Schuster, every time he got the ball, seemed like he was there was a bit about him. Just you could just he just had it, just had some. He's got it. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. He's just got it. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Schuster. Maybe it's Schuster. 
I don't want to sing the song with his name. I just, I'm not up. Well, we already heard how I fucking went with the bloke fucking read at the start. So I don't think, no, I don't think you want to sing that. No, I don't think so. It didn't go well for me. It won't go well for you. Um, Shining light, shining lights. What else have we got? What else have we got in there? Is there any other shining, shining lights? Do you know what bet I had on? I know this is a, you know, we've got a betting show about even. Comes out every Wednesday, maybe Thursdays sometimes, we don't know. But uh, I, from Matho, friend of the show Matho, hit us up and he just got me excited about a manly win. <laughs> Which maybe was my fault getting him excited about a manly win because I've been talking about it on the podcast last week as well. We had. I had manly 13 plus. Was it manly head to head? Cherry Evans two tries, Schuster a try, Dufty a try. <laughs> That was his bet. That was his he bet. He gave yeah, it to yeah. me. He showed me that during the week. He's yeah. like, mate, I reckon DC goes man of the match. And you, I go, you know what? Queensland captain. Yeah. You know, he's been a bit in different start of the season. Time to lift. Um, it's, it's, it's go time. He's got yeah. the toughest road trip in rugby league. Yeah. You know, when the chips are down, the greats, you know, come and knocking. Yeah. And, you know, I thought two tries was conservative, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two tries or more. Um, didn't come off in case for for, for any of you uh, eagle-eyed fucking rugby league pundits out there did not come off. Anyway, Eddie, is there is there anything from a manly perspective, from a shining lights perspective, from a dim lights perspective? I would say this: um, the beaches dribblet, who we now turn to in times of need, mm. um, has assured me, well assured the punter and the dribbler that. Things can be salvaged. In a year that I forget, um, Manly lost the first three games of the season and finished fifth. That's it. That's that's it. I don't know so, what year it was, but no. it was it was a year with a two in it. Two thousand nine. There you go. There you go. There you go. Straight after winning a comp, we did that. So don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Penrith this Thursday, Eddie. Now they are top of the table. Is that correct? So that's going to be a that's a it's at Brookie though. So I think we win this one. We win it well. I think we win it well. I think it's a thirteen pluser. Yep. It, sometimes you've got to double down and double down. We will. Now yeah. it was apart from that, Tom. Yep. Rugby league's back in the headlines now. It's back in the headlines because it was a weekend of carnage. Yes. Well, the injury wise. Injury wise. Injury wise, it was fucking. Biblical, you could you could argue. Well, also, but is it though? I was well, of the belief I mean, that but like, but it, like, there was a lot of injuries, of, a lot of injuries, and a lot of big names going down. Yes, which adds more fucking, you know, fuel to the proverbial yeah. fuego. Puts more flavor in the gravy. Yes, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's got people yapping, yeah, and yahooing, yeah, and it's yeah, got, yeah, yeah. It's got the punter and the dribbler, fucking absolutely. You know, some of them. It's got the it's, the well, it's it's got the dribbler. The injuries and the rule changes have got the 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 dribblers amongst us, fucking just on their soapbox, bloody dude, giving out. Name, their f- name me something more knee jerk than a dribbler, dude. They just it's it's alarmist, over the top bullshit, uninformed rhetoric where they just go, "I'm just going to say this thing because I like I don't know if it's like I just wonder whether it's like there's a desire for the dribbler." who we love, but a desire for the dribbler just to have to say stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they just have to give an opinion. They don't need to necessarily think about what it is before they say it. They do the 
minimum bit of Dioring, and then that will inform no, basically an opinion they, that they can extrapolate they, over an entire they don't year. Dior. They don't Dior. Now, I'm talking of the alarmist dribbler don't Dior. Can you go to punters and dribblers, Dave? A bloke in there... James Chapman? Did a great... He, he's done some Dioring. He's done some Dioring around... So the first, first things first, even before the injuries, the dribbler is complaining about the speed of the game. What, it being how, fast and well, fucking it, great? It's been too fucking fast and great, and there's been too many errors. Now, <laughs> a lot of them said that after last week's performances where they were played on ponds and it was fucking pouring rain. Uh, mate, Steedens are slippery when they're wet. Yeah. Fucking newsflash. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's so true. <laughs> you know what fucking, I mean? Well, it's literally... It's, 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 you got those stats? James Chapman. Yeah. Uh, not the stats. He doesn't have stats. Yeah, there is. Someone put one in about the fucking handling errors. Oh, so wait, are you dribblers. talking about... Was that was that in Kendrick's... Was it in the comments no, of Kendrick's no, no, little wins? No, it's a, it's a unique dribble. I saw it this morning or maybe last night. So the two dribblers that have been anti-Vlandy's, anti... So James Chapman put him on saying, Peter Vlandy's rule changes have ruined rugby league. Yeah, I know. Is that the one you're talking about, that yeah, dribbler? No, no, I'm, but I'm... I know he said that. Yeah. I'm talking uh, about a guy who's positive, yeah, being yeah. like, you can't stand on what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. no, I got you. All right, so Travis Rio, he's posted in saying... Is it... Hold on, can I... Before you end it, have, is this guy in response to the other two dribblers? Because if he is, I think we need to read theirs first to give context. He sort of is. Okay. He's just... Like, just read it. Yeah. Travis Rio. So he said, in 2019, the average completion rate in the NRL was 76.8%. So far in 2021, it's 76.5%. So just over 1% less. Not bad given round two was played in ponds. There are more handling errors because there's more footy being played. Hashtag myths never. So, so, so because the ball's in play more, you could argue that there would be a slight increase in handling errors. And given that round two was played in fucking monsoons, yeah. then... Once yeah. in a generation rain. Can you now try and find Kendrick the dribbles <coughs> fucking post and James Chapman? Because they're also going after the, the rule changes and, uh, and Vlandy's. And then Kendrick, who look like the guy just fucking loves to... He loves the sound of his own voice or his own words. But, like, and also he loves to just engage with dribblers, right? Where, like, he just, like, I don't know what the fuck that guy does with his time on a weekend. Does he just respond to people on fucking, on the punters and dribblers page? And he's probably in a million other pages. Like, you think that Kendrick just exists in the punters and dribblers world? He would be arguing in fucking random-ass pages across the internet. Some people love doing that. But he is, like, saying... The handling errors are so bad that the game shit, the fundamentals of rugby but league not, are shit. Though. But they're not. But also, we've seen some of the greatest games of footy. Like, the, the quality of the footy is still sick. Melbourne, no, the quality's better. Melbourne and Penrith had a fucking ball terror of a game. Mate, like, honestly, I think the fucking product's great now. I like when it's opened up and yeah. fucking those momentum shifts. Yeah, at the bottom end of the table, the games can be a little dour. Uh, again, another fucking <laughs> news flash. They've you, you always ever, been like You ever that. heard of bottom eight footy, you fucking dribbler? We've been talking about it for years. <laughs> when we were sitting in here on Friday night with, with uh, Kempi and Rennie and they were both going like, fuck, you didn't, I haven't even realised how much, like now that the game is quicker and there's a lot more going on, it's more exciting, they were like, you almost didn't realise that the footy was a bit boring before because it was just get to your kick, get through your set, get to your kick, really like generic, like shifted ball play, like, you know, one side of the field, the other side of the field, forward takes a hit up. Like, I'm hearing fucking people that know what they talk about say that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting insight. And then you go onto the punters and dribblers page where it's interesting, 
certainly not insightful, but it's like, oh, the fundamentals. It's like, Kendrick, bro, do you just want to see catch passing done really efficiently? <laughs> is that like the, is that what you're looking for? <laughs> Catch passes, like fucking go he watch training to, if yeah, you want to do that. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He wants to see the ball shifted out to the wing, and then and back. everyone catch it. Yeah, and then the wing gets tackled, and then we just go shift back it back. Couple of hit ups, really good run. Oh, I won't tackle. watch my rugby league if there's a drop ball. No, I no, no. Play it. the ball correctly. The fundamentals <laughs> of rugby league. The fuck, dude? You want to see wild shit? Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see fucking throbbers in open play breaking the line. Yeah. Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, fatigue's ruined the game, Bruh, Fatigue, like that's that's the element that's, of sport. That's, like that's, that's what the fucking. Like, you know, like for, like what sport doesn't have fatigue? It's like maybe golf. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez, I can't watch that fucking five set open tennis. I can't watch Grand Slam tennis. No, dude, it's, it's too long. Just, as the game, long. have you noticed that as the game goes on, they get more tired and start like not playing as well? It's like. Oh, you mean like fatigue <laughs> and how the fitter you are, maybe the better you are. Like it's a, it's an advantage over your opponent. Yeah. Or it's and like, there, there was, oh, yeah. Well, why is there more wickets taken later days in cricket? Like, yeah, because we've been playing good. for five fucking days, and yeah, this yeah. guy's been this guy's you know been bowling for four of them, and now he's going to try and bat yeah, to yeah. save his nation. Yeah, but fatigue's no good. No, nah, no, nah, fatigue's mate. We it's, are, fuck, don't watch Test cricket, bro. It's too much cricket. Mate, games too, too fast. Games too fast. Too nah, fatigue. I only watch pajama stuff. No, 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 dude. You you kind of you you just want you want no change at all. You want everyone to be exactly the same the whole I way heard, through. I heard Kenty on the way, like, um, on Triple M, and Kenty can be a dribbler, but he makes good points. He's Definitely. like, if, you are, if you're dribbling about fucking fatigue being an element, like, might as well just have a fucking new team at half time then. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? That's what you want. If you want freshness, do that. Do that. It's just, these people though, they don't, they they just sort of like speak first before they consider what they're talking about. And it's like, I just want to be angry about something. I just want to like whinge. Kendrick is very NRL 360 in his fucking, or he's very like Fox Sports media about, it's like, it's all like negative well, it's talk not just shit. Kendrick. Fucking- no, no, I know. But Kendrick, I've just, not to just hang shit on you, Kendo, but you're the last thing I read before bed, which isn't healthy for anyone. <laughs> it's not healthy for anyone. Reading a fucking Kendrick thread before bed is... Not going to put you to sleep. It actually makes you angry. But look, if you've got these stats, I'd like to hear them. And Jack Chapman, can you just read Jack Chapman's yeah, on where he well, blames Vlandy? Yeah, like, James Chapman, I think one of the all-time great pieces of bait in the punters and dribblers group. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fantastic fisherman. Yeah. Vlandis and his speeding up the game is the worst th- thing to happen to the NRL. That's all he said? That's all he said. <laughs> oh my God. I hate quick footy. It's yeah, yeah. Awful. but also like... Just statements, statements that aren't accompanied by anything else. Just like, just like, oh no, it's just. You know what? He's he's the sort of guy that would have said, "Fucking every year of his life, fuck, I love how fast State of Origin is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. do. No, State of Origin is just a better brand of footy. So quick, so quick, <laughs> so quick. Oh god, fuck, Flanny's speeding up the game's awful. <laughs> the worst thing. Make to up your mind, bro. Yeah, the worst thing to happen in NRL. NRL. Oh my god. It's it's mate, it's shocking. The stats don't fuck up back back up anything they're talking about. And to and to and to draw a statistic like let's move on to injuries, for example. Like 
yeah, it was a it was a bad round, but like that's not a data set, bro. No, you need a season before you can turn around and go, okay, is there something to like? Is there something to here? exactly? I had three rounds of the new rules and their injuries, of which a large portion of them are concussions, in which we have which, never which been are now more, taken more seriously. We have never taken more seriously. Like there would have been a bunch of concussions that would have just been let go in years gone by. Like, what the fuck? He's doing an ACL because it was fatigue? Well, there's How many ACLs are done in the round? Not that many. Not enough to say that ACLs are now in danger because the you game's going you can't, quick. You can't sit there and go that you're more likely to fucking do an ACL because the ball's in play only three more minutes a game. Kiri did his ACL on the weekend. That was it, right? Is that the only ACL that was done? Like, there are... Not, it's, that's what's also ridiculous is the, the, the raft of injuries are diverse. So it's like, what is it... Is it one specific injury that these quit, these rule changes are causing, or is it like, oh no, it just is now responsible for a carpet bombing of like all types of injuries? But but like, but you're just drawing a pallet. You're just making it up. Correct. Made made up. Made up. Fucking. It's just opinion, right? Like it's just like, oh, like not really based on anything. I'm just sort of this is what I think. That's what I think. Well, there's injuries that must be caused by saying. Well, like, and I hate Volandis uh, because I'm a salty dribbler who doesn't like progression and alphas and like <laughs> dudes who are related to fucking God, right? Like he's obviously, I don't know, dude, you from another religious sect, which is okay if you are, but don't start coming for our fucking, our uh, figureheads. Is that what it is? Or our the, Pete. Our Pete. Don't you come for our fucking Pete, Jack Chapman, James Chapman. Whatever. Whatever. But I do also have to, in the same breath as I shit on Kendrick and I shit on James Chapman, applaud them because I do love it. I love the dribble in the punters and dribblers group. That's what it's for. It's what it's about. It's for these sorts of opinions. And I know that Kendrick gets up people's dick holes like with his you know random dribble a lot and people like Jack, James, James. But that's what it's about. That's what it's this all is about. the place. This is the place where you do it. This is the place where you dribble. This is the place where basically. You know, it's freedom to share ideas, and if it's a dumb idea, you'll get shouted down. You just get buried with fucking better ideas. But that's what it's about. The marketplace of free ideas exists within the punters and dribblers. And that's what we said. We said that when there was the the war with Facebook, which we've won, um, that it was the last bastion of free speech, and it shall remain. Yep. It shall remain such. Yep. You're allowed your opinion in there, but also your opinion... Is going to get criticised, critiqued. Well, it's going to get critiqued. Free speech works both ways. It does. Correct. It does. And that's my opinion. Yep. And and mine. And I think most people's. You couldn't watch that Thursday night game and go, this is shit ass. The game, the worst thing that ever happened to rugby league. Oh, bro, it was tremendous. It was so good. And then... um, Friday night was sick. Well, look, like there was still good footy played on both those games. Like even the, I mean, like the Roosters weren't playing that well. They got some injuries. Manly, even the Manly Dragons game. If you're a Dragons fan, that's a good game of footy, right? Like yeah. you're not going, oh, that was a shit game of footy. Like it sucked for Manly because we didn't play well. But that's also like that's what rugby league's about. Teams play well, teams don't play well. Mm. Not both teams are like throbbing the whole way through, pulsating even, unless it's like top of the table. That's usually how it goes. I will say the Roosters are fucked now, though. The Roosters' season's done. Well. It's done. It, if, it's interesting. It, it, I'm, I'm very interested to see if this Sam Walker kid is as good as they say. Well, they've got Sam Walker and Suali apparently both playing this week now. Because, and I Where don't... Where are they going to play? Who's going to go to six? Now, hold on. Daddy may have dreamt this. Daddy may have put this in his, in his dreams. So I'm not 100% sure. Dave, I'm going to need you to get on your fingers under the Dior there. Sam Walker will definitely be picked, I believe, because uh, Kiri's ACL and Lachlan Lamb's done his fucking medial. Um, 
But I heard Suwali was going to be picked as well. Well, were they going to pick him at in the centers and put someone else in the halves, or was they going to put pick him at five eight, like a humongous five eight? I think they're going to put Joey Manu in the halves because right. he played there. I think when Lamb or Kiri came off, and he played a bit last season when right. one of them was injured, and they'll put Suwali in the centers. Yeah, so I think I must have dreamt Suwali playing five eight. I mean, they could, but that's what I heard from my Roosters mate. Interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, look, obviously if Sam Walker throbs, which is a possibility because the Roosters don't have fucking anyone shit, really. Well, I've just heard, like... Well, yeah, generational. I heard he's generational. Yeah, but even generational players, like, take a while to... Yeah, I know. Not look, even 18 yet. He's not a Kiri. He's certainly... No, you, you can't, can't walk into Kiri. Walk in and be no, Kiri. No. no, you can't. So they are fucked. And that, but but and also... ACL, he's out for the season, right? Yeah, but also pre-ACL, they were getting... Done by the Rabbitohs. Like, they were actually getting done. It was like, oh, you have just played two less than quality teams at the start of the season in the Tigers and the Seagulls. Two out-of-form teams, let me say that, because Manly will make the finals probably win the comp. But So, you know, our, our, our marker of how good the Roosters were was wildly uh, skewed because they played two teams that were out-of-form. Um, and then when they come up against the Rabbitohs, who lost to the Storm... And then beat Manly in a Golden Point Thriller. Like you're going, <laughs> you're going. Oh, okay. These guys are actually the Rabbitohs are actually better than the Roosters. They they belted the shit out of them. The scoreline yeah, yeah. was flattering at the end. Yeah, yeah. They were they were much better. But the Rabbitohs are sick. Yeah, but I didn't think they were, mate. I had Roosters thirteen plus. Not that that means anything, but like you had them thirteen plus. Well, basically because I was going off purely recency bias, which was the two out of form teams they played. And the Rabbitohs didn't look that good in the Golden Point Thriller or the loss to Melbourne. So it was like, fuck it, Roosters coming to win. Mm. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm a vibe guy, so no one gives yeah, a fuck yeah. what I think. But no. all well. I'm saying is the Roosters actually maybe aren't that good. The Roosters, last time they played the Rabbitohs, last time last year, they got done 60 to fucking four or something. Yeah, they got pounded into the They got pounded earth. into the earth. Mm. It's, well. So maybe the Roosters really just were all fucking pissing vinegar. They might have been piss and vinegar. They might have been. But what we know for sure now is they probably are piss and vinegar because mm. no cure is fucking tough for any side. Lamb out for a while. Lamb out for, what, six to eight weeks or some shit? Mm. Like, she's going to be a tough season now. Yeah. They'll probably come, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll drop out of the eight. Dude, who, knows? who knows? You never know you in rugby league. You just don't know. You never, never know. Now... Um, in terms of the other games, congratulations to the Brisbane Broncos. First win since July. You love to see it. They were going for the record. Kempe, Kempe did bring a stat to me last week that my stat about that being the record may have been a little off. So if you remember, I was saying that if they lost to the Bulldogs, they would have equaled the record for most consecutive losses. Yep. That apparently is not the case. The Newcastle Knights... Lost 17 on the trot. If you believe Kempi, I thought he might have photoshopped something just to throw me off because obviously he's a Broncos dick rider and, you know, the Broncos are such he a He might have. But they did win. That game, for anyone that uh, had nothing better to do at all and watched it, for the first 60 minutes was poison. It was poison on a rugby league field. I no, didn't watch it. Nil all till like, the 60th minute. Nil all. Yeah. Well, I think it was 2-0. Oh, 2-0. Two, 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. So, nil all. Um... And then it just opened up. The Broncos just ripped the shit out of them. Mm. Jermaine Izarko scored a couple or set up, scored one, set up one. Coates scored a Coates couple. Coates scored one. Dearden scored Saga's one. Saga's try was sick. Yeah, it was. It was It was hot shit. In, out. 
in, out, in, out, out, in, out. Out, in, out, in, whatever. One of those, though. He did it. You get it. Um, Then the Raiders going down to the Warriors. Mate. Check about even if you want value. If you want value, go watch about even on YouTube. Did you... What was the score with, like, 60 to play? They were well up, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, they, well, it was, it was quite like a comeback. 30 to 10 or some shit. They lost some motherfucking players, the Raiders. They had, like, two two players concussed each other. Ryan James and Sebastian Chris headbutted each other. Ryan James went off in the first five minutes, I think. Uh, no, it was first 15. I think there were three players down. But so Sebastian Chris and Ryan James. I think Ryan James came up for Tarpanet, who fucked his ankle. Mm. Then Ryan James and Sebastian Chris headbutted each other and then fell in one of the most sexually suggestive ways I've ever seen. It was, it was not funny they were injured, but they basically fell like... Asked to penis uh, on the ground with the greatest respect. Um, and then was that it? So those three off. And then and I then think some. Curtis Scott did his rib. He played the rest of the game, the broken with rib, the I broken think. Broken rib, yeah. And Rapana was a bit injured as well. Yeah, I like think. they were. They yeah. played tough. And then Sticky. Well, and then what? Did the. Was it the Warriors then got the, the try to put him in front off a forward pass and Sticky was fuming? Yeah. And it was like the most blatant. It was forward. forward. It was forward. Yeah, Sticky wasn't in a good place. Sticky's press conference just going like, I'm here so that I don't get fined. It was basically Marshawn Lynch. Mm. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And then apparently he is going to get fined because he was yelling abuse from the sideline during the game or something like that. Yeah, he berated an official, like went after him. Did he? I think he might Not, have done. I don't think it was like he followed them after the game. I think oh, it was like I th- as I, the game I, was I, going I, on. I thought oh, you thought implying he, that he went after him into the tunnel. You thought Sticky was like, catch me outside, get him in the car park yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Catch me outside. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Right. That's what I thought was happening. That would be terrifying if Ricky started to fucking and, come and up to you get Sticky's capable of that. Sticky's an emotional man. So emotional. He's the beating heart of Canberra. Well, he's in some ways, he's the beating heart of rugby league passion. Yes. Yep, I'd say that. No one's fucking more passionate than Sticky. No. I don't know how he does it. The emotional turmoil must be just so draining. You can see he wears the stress on his face. He does, but he must like... When does he come down? Does he ever come down? When the lights go out, you know, at night and he's alone at home well, with the missus in bed and it's just like, you know what, just take a deep breath. Like, he, like, when does he come down from that rage? Monday, Tuesday? Probably not till I win. And even then, he's probably got critiques. Maybe when the season's over. Maybe not until they win a comp. He probably hasn't been happy since 2002 when the Roosters won. Even still. Maybe it's never been enough for Stick. Maybe that's what the coaching, the coaching life is about. It's never enough. Mate, you can fucking build that. Yeah. That's rugby league. Well, well, they're the games. Well, no, Eddie, because we do also have the Tigers v the Knights. Oh yeah, but fuck. Well, it, it, the DMCs got it done this weekend. The yeah. DMCs. It was a weekend for DMCs, and they happen. They happen statistically. They have to happen every now and then. Yeah, rare, but they do uh, happen. Well, it's rare. But I think you just sort of go, oh, the Knights actually aren't that good. Did we ever think they were good? Did we? Uh, look, I don't, I don't know. If we we, I don't think we sat down. I don't think we necessarily thought. Does that anyone would... have them in their top <coughs> four? No one does. No one with it. No one worth listening to. No one does. But it doesn't make any sense. Bradman Best not there, and then you get done by the DMC Tigers. Like no Best, no Ponga. Like, but you know, again, there. Either you're elite, you're the top four, and then there's like you know a couple fucking foaming about fifth, sixth, and then there's just the rest, and then there's the bottom teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you see the guy in debut? Was he debut Dominic Young for the Knights? 
Was he the dude with heaps of hair? Yeah, and he lost the game for them like twice in the last two minutes. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. That was very tough for him as as like a new guy on the scene, you know what I mean? Like, here I am trying to prove Tell you what, they turn out at Newcastle though. They do. Well, it was Mitchie Pierce's... uh, They love a home game on a Sunday afternoon drenched in HD light. Mitchie Pierce's uh, 300th, at least he got a try. Got over the chalk. But didn't win. No. As I said, again, I think I said it on our... World famous betting show about even, but as soon as I heard it was his three hundredth, I thought the Knights would lose because <laughs> there's just something about it for me where it's like Mitch has had a great career. He's had mm. a fucking like he's done a lot in that, but there's something about that where I'm like, he doesn't deserve a famous three hundredth win in that sense. And I don't mean from like his off season shit or anything. It's like it just seems like that's the sort of shit that happens in his career where it's like, yep, yeah, you made three hundred, congratulations. We're not going to let you win it. Like, if I'm just thinking of how the rugby league gods behave. Yes. Do you think based on past experience? Yes. Is Mitch going to be remembered as a 300-plus game player, or is he going to be remembered as... No, he's remembered as Mitchell Pierce. He's remembered as Mitchell Pierce, the king of the off-season. Yeah. Yeah, and a guy that's won a comp. Yes. People are going to look back and be like, wow, he actually played 300 games in between all his off-seasons. Yeah, shit. Like, he's been suspended a while as well. He should probably have played 400 already. Yeah. Mate, he's played a lot of rugby league games. Yeah, he has. For someone who's not that old. What, oh, he's 31? 31, yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty impressive. Well, dude, like you think about it being 31, if he doesn't get shipped off to the fucking Super League, he could, he could have a crack at Cam Smith's record if he plays for a while. But Cam had form on his side. He'd need to play for four more seasons, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he'd need to play all of them and he'd need to... That's quite a few. He'd be 35. Well, this season included... True. Maybe but he, he's turning 32 this year, so it will be 35. There you go. Something to think about, Punch. It's definitely something to think about. Uh, I wouldn't spend too much time thinking about it because <laughs> I don't know how interesting that would be for anyone. Uh, but that's by the by. Uh, that's rugby league. And I think we push on into the proverbial good night, Edward, and we see what else we have to talk about I think so, this mate. week. Were you Debo on Thursday night? I was fucking up. I thought he got it down. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't get it down, though, right? You realise that. People were trying to tell me he did. I'm like... Who the fuck was trying to say that? He clearly didn't get it down. Chris Dorney was like, he got it down. Fucking hell. Even in the replay? That's what I said. I'm like, no, he didn't. But did you see the replay, Dorney? That's what we were saying. And he was like, he did. And uh, then I was like... What do you mean he did? (laughs) That's what I said. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Couldn't believe what I was hearing. But did he stick by that? Yes, he did. Dorney, reach out. If you still think that's true, <laughs> please just reach out because I just want to know if you still hold that belief. Reach out. Because, and then we're talking Olam. Poor old fucking Olam. Olam should have scored. Well, he should have, but Kikau got there. But also the Storm should have scored because Josh had a car was hanging out there with like a fucking shag on a sheep's ass just going like <laughs> hey brah pass me the ball I'm open yeah I'm ready to rock but Olam saw glory well that's, glory that's look now you know you know what the game winner corrupts the mind it does glory corrupts the mind glory absolute like, power corrupts absolutely absolutely that's right but glory specifically and the match winner specifically you know got a bit of devil in it mm. that's two weeks in a row for Olam last week against Para, he put that kick in when we had one <laughs> set on their line Oh, that's true. Olam with a bit of a brain snap in him. Yeah. How do you feel? Because now you guys are like one win above us. Yeah, I know. We're on the same amount as the Tigers. Which is so wait, good, where are you sitting in the hole? We're 11th, I think I just saw. 
Sounds um, about right. Yeah, one win. But to be fair to myself, which obviously I'm going to be, we've played the we've played Souths, Eels, and Penrith. Mm, so um, what? You're the fucking and, premiers, though, right? And we did have five players out from our starting thirteen this week. Sound like excuses? Yeah, 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 yeah. This sounds like a different Melbourne Storm who aren't prone to excuses. This sounds like weakness. It does yeah. sound like weakness. Sounds well, like the weakness. truth is. Cam Smith wasn't there to guide us through those late finishes. Like right, so you're basically realising that, you know... The truth is you're 11th. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Manly's like a fucking turbo hamstring away from ruin. So you're basically like a 38-year-old fucking ageing war horse away from any success. Well, plus our young gun fullback and, like, the three other players. Right, so but what are you coming? And our co-captain. You're coming 11th. You're going to own it. Yeah. We're, yeah. Mate, we're going bottom of the table. Fuck. We're, Dude, going we're, we're below the Broncos. But then again, you're below everyone. Yeah, so. but like the bottom, the the bottom of the table's never looked so good. You know what I mean? Like we're like, yeah, sweet. Oh no, we're fucking bottom of the table after three rounds. We've been here before. We're just fucking cooling our jets before we. <laughs> that's a, for those of you who can't see. That's me fucking rocketing. That's Only a one way to go, going baby. That's Only a rocket way to go. Going up. up. up that whistle's up, only going to get louder. That's right, baby. Uh, now we're done with rugby league. Mm. Manly 13-plus against Penrith this Thursday night. Brookvale Oval, the home of rugby league in Australia. Brookvale Oval. The home of the premiership, they say. Mm -hmm. Dave, you on the weekend had some sort of festival of Judaism. Yes, I did. Um, For the uninitiated among us, it was Passover this weekend. How do you say Um, that in Hebrew? Pesach. 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 Um, which Eddie's just checked out and he's now reading his messages while yeah. Dave's talking about it's his fucking, that. you know, it's his about family as long as I, That's Jewish about traditions. as long as I lasted as well in the mm. service. But anyway, it celebrates the 10 plagues in Egypt. and the the 10 Jews. what? 10 plagues. Plagues. So basically the story goes that Jews were slaves in Egypt under Pharaoh and then Moses was like, you know, he'd had enough. He also saw the burning bush, which you may be aware of that. Yep. You know, was Is it? that when he found the... Um no, keep going. Well, what were you? No, what finish what you finish your thought. Like a, oh. what, the eight something. A zinger box. <laughs> no, That's kind of what you're holding. What's the? What's the? Thinking about like Jesus with loaves of bread and shit. No, no, no. Manna. No, eight. The eight. There was something written in stone or something. The commandments. The yeah, ten. ten commandments. Find the them ten, after the no, bush. No, no, Do you mean no. ten commandments? Yeah. You don't even have the number right. The eight <laughs> commandments. Jesus. Mate, again, one weekend. Um, no, no, no. That's a bit later on in the year, but I'll let you know when that happens. Right. Okay. But anyway, Jews, slaves in Egypt, not happy. Moses saw the burning bush, was like, oh shit, there's a God that's not Pharaoh, apparently, or it was a DMT bush, or who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. He And then so he said to Pharaoh, let my people go. And then Pharaoh didn't. And so God sent 10 plagues. And then after the 10 plagues, Pharaoh was like, all right, you can go. And then they started chasing after them. And that's when Moses split the sea. Yep. And then they walked through. And then the sea Closed ate up all the all Egyptians. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, so Jewish people obviously celebrate two big nights of dinners with family, which was long. Um, but Do you look for forward the, to them or are you like over it now at fucking it's nice, you know, 22 it's, it's, or whatever it's, you want? Oh, well, I mean, doing it twice a year and other festivals every year gets a bit much. And it's nice, like, to be with family, but at the same time, like, when you read through the whole story every year and, like, and, you know, my family's not religious, but on these holidays, they'll do all the blessings and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well. And you do you have to wear your, your, your yarmulke? Yeah, I wear my yarmulke, yeah. I'm impressed you know that. Um, but, yeah, and you? so, but basically the reason Pesach's big is because for eight days, the, uh, the duration of Pesach, you're not allowed to eat 
bread or any sort of kind of flour stuff that's rye that's risen. Why? Because when the Jews were leaving Egypt, um, they were, you know, they were like baking food to go. Um, and then Pharaoh kind of changed his mind and he's like, nah, we're going to get him again. And then so the Jews were like, oh, shit, we got to go. So they took their bread out the oven and made what's called matzah, which is unleavened bread, which I do have some here for you guys to try. Yeah, we'll try it. We've got what? what the, ooh, okay. Unleavened? Does that mean like not right, non-risen? Yeah, there's some rule. It's like if it rises for more than like seven minutes or something, then you can't eat Dave's it. Dave's brought this bread in a saddie bag, so I can only imagine what was in there before the bread was. <laughs> this thing's gonna taste like pot. Okay. I mean, I'll certainly just. It's gonna be a taste situation. Oh, See, it's a lot of you know remembering we were slaves and now we're free. Yeah, and stuff like that, and so you can't really eat anything with like any sort of bread in it. So is this all you eat for eight days? Essentially, no pasta, no rice. Do you, do you like meat and shit? This? Yeah, yeah. You can, you know, you put a bit of butter on it or avo or something. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to eat it the whole eight days because you don't. You don't shit for eight days if you eat that. <laughs> you you can like, put dips on this and like, like prosciutto and stuff, or is that going well, a bit not, over the not top? Prosciutto, because I think that's pig. That's isn't pig, it? bro. Oh, yeah. sorry. Eddie didn't know but what yeah. prosciutto was until he was like 28. No, I didn't. <laughs> I actually didn't. I'd never had it. He went uh, away with like really. His, did yeah, you, my did sister, you grow up kosher? My Ella's sister Ruby was like disgusted that I didn't know what it was. Like almost fainted, I believe. Was that because you were on like a family holiday or something and they were eating prosciutto and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so what did you say? Oh shit, this is just fancy Devon. No, no, like they got like what's prosciutto this magic pizza Devon? And I was like, what's prosciutto? And she's like, are you fucking taking the piss? I don't think they sold it in Dubbo. And I stand by that. I don't think it was a thing. Prosciutto is not a thing in Dubbo? Or no, it was they Dubbo. Have, they didn't have pigs around Dubbo. It was Devon only. I don't think it made it out there. They didn't put yeah. it on the trucks. No, maybe not. <laughs> All right. No, like, you know, no peaches out there were prosciutto peaches. No. Cheese boards and shit weren't really a thing. It was like cheesels and Smarties. And, and like Cavanossi fucking. Yeah. Like the le- le- snack dips and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, this bread or whatever the fuck you call it. Leaven. Matza. I'm not hating Matza. it, bro. I'm not really? hating it, but I'm also like, it's probably a, it's probably a, like a, an amount of time I can go just eating this before I start to like. It depends what you get on there. But I thought you weren't allowed to have shit on it. No, you are allowed to have, no. Oh, okay. So yeah. what can't you eat during yeah. Passover? There's a lot of rules. So there's a thing called chametz, which is like basically anything that comes from bread or grain or lots. And it goes to everything. Like you can't have like whiskey or beer because it's Fully. made from grain and like, mm. I guess, fermented, which is similar to like being baked and risen. But like, couldn't have any sort of like cookies, pastries, literally anything that even remotely has bread, you know, rice, pasta. Right. Fuck. Yeah. You're starting to run out of things yeah, to eat. Literally. Oh, good options. Yeah. Hey, we'll just have to see him fucking eat that eating grass. Yeah. But you got veggies, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Veggies ah. and stuff and meat is all right. So you'll um, survive, big fella. I'll survive. I'm not, yeah, I don't keep the whole eight days anyway, so it's not. You, I, bet you don't, I bet you don't do it for one fucking day. I bet he sneaks shit. Almost shit? I had some corn chips last night. There you go. Okay. Which there I don't think you're allowed. Fucking three days after the thing started. And he's corn. Like, <laughs> Mate, you told me after he's had oh, and I'm probably 50 gonna, bongs yeah. and he's not yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, Pro- probably going to get a bacon and egg roll after this yeah, as well. Yeah. 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 There you go. There That's you like go. the most disrespectful meal he could <laughs> eat right now is a bacon and egg roll. <laughs> on a roll. On a roll. You might have to put it on this, mate. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> hand them some. It's like, sorry, can you please <laughs> make it on this? Put that in that, bro, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. It smells like weed. That's <laughs> weed's all right though. 
Yeah. Right? You can smoke pot. Yeah, it's there kosher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are literally go. articles you can look it up. It is kosher for Pesach. Yeah. There Good you shit. go. Good mm. stuff. Um, all right, well, shout out to the Jews and Passover. Shout out, bro. What should we say? Like, How do you say like, happy Passover? You can kind of just say that. Okay. People say good yontav. I was hoping for like good some yontav. sort of Hebrew. Like yeah. Some Hebrew. Like say good yontav. Oh, good. But that's good. That doesn't sound Hebrew. Well, you could say Pesach Sameach. There you that's go. Too many. Pesach Sameach. Not bad. Give it that a go. Mean, that just means happy Pesach. Give it a go. I don't know. Give it's it a go. Too Come on. <laughs> say it again. Pesach Sameach. Pesach Sameach. Yeah, he's done well. <laughs> That pretty good. Not you bad were so rattled to have a crack at that. That was no perfect. You were no like, work. no, I can't. I can't do it. Don't make me do it. Yeah. You did I was all right. Because like, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I could. I don't know if I can get this out. No, but, you know, uh, I think that it was nice. Only because of my fucking state. Yeah. You're just being respectful to a, to Dave's culture. You That's know right. what I mean? We've I, didn't got to, a, I didn't want to, like, butcher it. No, we've got a, you know, a young Jewish man here that is sharing his culture with us, and we can't disrespect him by not partaking in that culture and eating some of that fucking... I liked that. I actually quite liked it. Stuck in my teeth. <laughs> you just but work it out over the show. Yeah, you do. You just work it out over the show. Slowly work it out. It'll come off. Anyway, that is Jewish news. Uh, That's, yep. That's happy Passover. Payach uh, Let's get on to something else. Now, Eddie, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know you didn't watch the UFC yesterday. No. You were too hungover. Uh, fragile and the idea of seeing men and women beat the well, fuck I out of each back, other. Might I got have been. back like well into the card, and then I just I collapsed on the couch and slept. And when I awoke, it was over. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, God, it was a good card, and to think that it could have also had Volkanovski and Ortega title fight on there is like holy shit. That would have been one of the more one of the better cards you've ever fucking seen. Um, Fights of note, fights worth, you know, yarning about. Sean O'Malley versus Tommy fucking, I can't remember his name, but it's like, a, I think he's a Brazilian fighter. Um, O'Malley coming back after a loss and put on a fucking clinic. Beat the shit out of this guy. Basically almost had it finished in the first round and tried to do a walk-off, cracked him, and the guy's fallen back, and he's just sort of gone to walk away, and the ref hadn't stopped it, so he was like, oh, what? And for good reason, it wasn't over, but he just thought it was. Goes back in, and then the whole fight, the commentators are going like, um, you know, O'Malley's looking for that social media walk-off KO, but it's like, that's not what this is about. Like, you've got to fucking finish, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. this is the UFC. Mm. So they're just sort of chipping him about that, like, you know, will that affect him mentally for the rest of the fight? Is he... Um, you know, is he going to regret that? Da, 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 just all these things and like things he's got to learn. It gets into the third round and again. This guy, Thomas Almeida, maybe. He's, um, the gets into the third round. This guy's face is just fucked up, like broken nose, bloody piss and blood everywhere. Mm. Into the final round and he's dropped him again, and then the guy's gone to get up and sort of fallen back again, and you can see he's out, and he sort of goes for another walk off. And the referee doesn't stop it again. And the commentators start going, oh, he's trying to go for another walk-off. He's trying to go for another... The ref's not stopping it. So he just walks up, stands over him, and the ref doesn't stop it. And he just jumps in the air and just wallops this motherfucker. And it's like the guy is... He's not even able to get up. It was kind of brutal, right? So, like, the guy's, like, laying on the ground, like, kind of just, like, a bit sort of stunned. But he's not out, but, like, he looks out. And so then... O'Malley just sort of, like, jumps in the air and just one punch, bang, and the guy's just, like, stop moving. 
Like, he obviously didn't kill him, but you're just like, it's a, uh, oh, and he's laying there. And then all of the commentators almost are forced to go back on everything they've just they've been just talking said, about yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, God, it didn't look like he needed that one. Yeah. But he absolutely didn't need that. Exactly. But, but you've just been fucking... Talking about how you've got to finish the you fight. You've got to finish the fight. And it was like the last thing. And the I've guys always just, saying that about the UFC. It's just like, sometimes... That you know the hammer blow one on the ground is has always been one part of the UFC where I'm like that's fucking pretty out. Yeah, that's and it. A lot right? of the refs are like, you know, that's what it takes. Well, that seems to be like <clears throat> well, the refs style say, of refereeing. The refs say, and I think the approach that most fighters have is, even though it's fucked up, I'm just going to keep going until you pull me off him because that's the only way that the fight is stopped, right? Yes. So you saw like a couple of weeks ago, Derek Lewis did this fucking savage uppercut to Curtis Blades. Yeah. And then he was out the second that punch hit him. But the thing is, you got to keep going until the ref pulls you off. And then he's gone back in and fucking thumped him a couple more times. And he was just like stiff as shit. Or think about when Masvidal with Ben Askren kneed him in the face. He was literally like turned to stone <laughs> and then just gets two humongous punches in on him. Yeah. Anyway, so Sean O'Malley looks sick though. Got the win. Um, then... Uh, what's his fucking name? Not Wonderboy. Wonderboy's no longer with us in the UFC. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. No, Wonderboy. Yeah, yeah, no, Wonderboy's still there. Um, I'm I tra- thought he went to one. No, 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 no. He didn't go to one. You're thinking of someone else. You're thinking of Demetrius Johnson, maybe, or Eddie Alvarez. No. Anyway. Anyway. Who's the fucking guy... Whose name has just completely escaped me. He was the welterweight champion for fucking ages, and then uh, Kamaru took it off him. It's not Thompson. I just don't know why I can't remember his name. Just go UFC, Vincente Luke AV. Tyron Woodley, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Mm. So Tyron Woodley, former champ, you know, one of the greats of the division. Three off the back of three straight losses. Has he lost three times? Well, it's now four because he just got fucking ganked by Vincente Luque. Good fight, though. He had Vincente wobbled, and then out of nowhere, Vincente just swings one and fucking clips him, and then he's stumbling around, and then they're both just sort of throwing wildly. First round shit, and then he just choked him out. You're like, fucking hell. It's funny how, like, a fight can be epic inside of, like, three minutes. He's like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, he looks like his career's probably done, at least in the UFC. Yeah. He's old as shit. But the main event, the mama, big mama jammer was Stipe versus Francis, heavyweight scariest title. Man scariest man in the world versus the greatest of all time. And it was a fucking, it was crazy to see. So the first time they fought, Stipe beat Francis, who is 6'4". Uh, in terms of pounds, it's like 200, 250, 60 pounds or something ridiculous. Francis, he's fucking humongous. Cameroonian uh, refugee. What is he in kilos? I'd say he'd be 120-ish, 130-ish. Uh, Francis Ngano. I just like... You, I, no, I know. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice to have some context. But he's also like lean muscle. Like he's he's got like a fucking... He's, they said he's got like a featherweight's body in a heavyweight. He's 120 kilos, essentially. 190. And, and like, and cut. Like, absolutely fucking shredded. Yeah, yeah. Out of this life. world. Yeah. And arms are fucking humongous. Arms are, like, bigger than Stipe's head. And in the first fight, he's basically, his last, his last seven fights, or his last four, sorry, his last four fights mm. haven't gone longer than 70 seconds. 
So he's coming into the title fight where he went five rounds with Stipe, the last one, and lost. Mm. And his last four haven't gone longer than 70 seconds. And everyone's like, shit, has he made the adjustments? Has he, you know... Because usually he just comes out swinging wildly and just fucking KOs people. He KOs people, yeah. Catches them and it's all over. Catches them and it's all over. And he came out real sort of patient and controlled and was like... You know, he'd go for these... He'd have these wild swing moments, but then he'd chill. And then he'd come again. And then Stipe tries to take him down, which he was doing at will in the first fight. And he stuffs the takedown. And everyone's like, oh, shit. What's going to happen now? Like, this is a change. He's actually, he's made some adjustments. I think Cormier at one point says during the commentary, he goes like, holy shit, uh, uh, Calm Francis is the scariest man on the planet because it's actually like now it's like, oh, this guy's got all these crazy, like he's a fucking beast yeah. and now he's calm and now yeah. he's like, I'm just waiting. But dude, he hit Stipe with a Francis bomb and Stipe ate it and you're like, and, and Francis said after, he goes, when I saw him make that shot, I was like, holy shit, this guy can fucking take a punch. But he was like, it's all right, it's calm, you'll get him. Anyway. To, to put that in some perspective, Ngannou's 13 kilos heavier and seven centimeters taller than David Fafita. There you go. Jesus Christ. There you go. He's a big boy. That, that seems He's good. got like the hardest recorded punch in, in, in human, human history. history. Um, and again, if you haven't gone and listened to his interview on Rogan, do it. It's very interesting. Um, so anyway, gets out of the first round and everyone's like, but he's hit Stipe with a couple of big fucking bombs, kicked him in the fucking head, like leg kicking him and shit. Stipe did nothing in the first round. Nothing. Just looked like, holy fuck, what's going on? This guy's now like, oh, this guy's leveled up. Yeah. Comes out in the second round and he's like, his jab was the punch that fucking dropped him. So like he's got his big uh, right hand, but it was yeah, like he's just his fucking haymaker. Yeah, these jabs what dropped him. And then, I mean, once he dropped him, then he's just sort of, he's come in and you're like, this is fucking wild. And then the final exchanges, he, he's belting him up against the fence. They sort of break out of it. Stipe cracks him. And Francis sort of goes back a bit, but Stipe thinks that like, oh, I've got him hurt. So then comes in and Francis just, boop, and just out. And then we're talking about that fucking, like you don't like to see the hammer once no. they're on the ground. You wouldn't have liked to see the end of that fucking fight because Stipe's on the ground and you can see as soon as Stipe hits the ground, Herb Dean, the ref, is like sprinting yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and get in there before before Francis can and Francis just up over the top and just crunches him on the face with a hammer fist and he's just like, again, out. Fucking barbaric, man. Yeah, barbaric as fuck. But anyway, so that win for, for Francis, like I don't know of a fucking movie script that could be written any better like his story is ridiculous and the fact that he's now made it to the height of the highest of highs the heavyweight champion of the UFC after like I'm telling you like multiple attempts to try and escape Africa crazy crazy then get then when he finally does like on a boat you know what I mean then it's homeless in in France for a couple of years just training because he wants to be a fighter and then finally does and then sort of makes his way. He wants to be a boxer initially, then he becomes a UFC fighter, loses his first title at fight attempt, then comes back and ki- like KOs the greatest of all time to do it. And now he's the third African champion. Dude, can you imagine like the untapped resources in Africa? Oh Obviously because God, of like the immense poverty bro. and like fucking, but like Crazy. the untapped talent over there. Oh, yeah, in a lot of sports. Fucking oath, but you just think of, like, these absolute weapons. You wonder as well whether someone like him, if he was in America, he probably would have been snapped up by, like, a fucking NBA or a, or a football or NFL or something, NFL yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. 100%. And that's where probably, like, a lot of Americans with that sort of skill level go to because there's so much money in it, whereas and, like, not even nearly as much in 
UFC. Well, there's way be way less fighters than football players, right? Like all the yeah. But what I mean is, like, they say like someone like LeBron with his dimensions would be a world champion in a fucking like if he was he's so big and he's so like fucking strong, obviously. But like his, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. But like if he was trained in like jujitsu and MMA from a young age, that he'd be fucking almost unstoppable. Yeah. But it's the fact that like why would you? when you can go play basketball and you can make fucking millions of dollars and not get concussions. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Francis yeah. has come from a place where it's like football, no one's scouting fucking NFL players yeah. really in, in Africa. Anyway. Do you reckon he will fight John Jones? That's the, that's, he has to, right? Like if he fights fucking Derek Lewis again, which was a shit fight, obviously you'd think it'd be different this time around, but like if they don't make John Jones and Francis Ngannou, then it's just a fucking disappointing shit show. They absolutely have to. They should just pay him whatever they want. You see, like, he's putting up videos of Dana. John, This is John Jones being like, why would you not try and hype the fight? And like, Yeah, yeah. You know, why are you disrespecting me? Well, because, yeah, because Dana came out in the press conference and was like, um, if I was John Jones, I'd be dropping down to, to welterweight. Yeah. And he's like, what are you... T- I've, like, again, that's all, like, posturing and shit, though, right? Because, obviously, John Jones wants money, and the UFC don't want to... Obviously, are trying to mitigate how much they're going to pay him. Mm. But, like, dude... But, like... Within mate, reason, obviously, right? Within like, who reason, knows? but, but that, like, that fight sells every day of the week. You've got John Jones, the greatest lightweight... Well, arguably the greatest fighter of all time, against Francis. After you saw what Francis did, and, again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Like, when it comes to MMA, but, like... The guy is so powerful and just calm now. How the fuck anyone beats him? And also he can take a punch. Like, it's not like he's... Mate, I look at... I just don't... I look at John Jones and I'm like, you're not... I don't think you're big enough. Like, what could he... What could he get up to? Oh, no, dude. I think he's pretty big. Can you can you look up what how big John Jones is right now? I think he's like... I think he's put on a fuckload of weight. His legs are the skinniest things on planet Earth. Like, he's walking around... Like, he's quite... He's fucking... He's always super lean. upper body is fucking pretty big. Says in ninety three kilos. Yeah, but like that would be fighting weight. Is that now? Uh, they probably don't have his current weight. No, no, no. Just Google like John Jones. Um, twenty twenty one. Yeah, weight. John Jones heavyweight. Like heavyweight weight. How much is John Jones weighing now? Because it wouldn't be ninety three kilos, bro. That's like. He's that's what he would. That's fight less at. than me. That's what he would afford, dude. At. So I'm a heavyweight. I'm a fucking light, light heavy. You'd fight a light heavy. Yeah, probably. If I got, if I, well, I'd have to train, wouldn't I? Well, you know, <laughs> if I strip back weight, I might even get down well, like, to middleweight. You'd be heavyweight now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But your fighting weight would be light heavy, maybe light even heavy. a middleweight. Uh, at the, in December last year, he was 108 kilos. Okay, so it's, I mean that's still like, 108. Yeah, mm. so still 10 kilos. Yeah, which is a fair bit, but not insurmountable. How tall is John? Um, he'd be six. He'd be six three, six four, wouldn't he? He's pretty big. He is pretty big. Six four is big though. Yeah, six four is big boy. It's stuff. not like six seven, six eight. No, 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 but though. it's big. Like think about that. LeBron's six eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's ridiculous. Like it's humongous. John Jones. John Jones only six four. Yeah, yeah. Well, only. well, well. They're both six four. Yeah, Stepe is six four. That's what was funny about that. I was like, oh, Stepe is actually fucking big. Just not as nearly as muscular. Like you look at Francis, you're just like, this. This is human perfection. Mm. It's outlier stuff. Mm. I, it's how it's how cut he is for a heavyweight. For a heavyweight, scary. yeah, yeah, because it's like he's so cut. He's just he's six pack arms are humongous. Again, if you are listening to this and you don't know, you just got to go and look, and again listen to the podcast about his life because it's fucking interesting. Anyway, he has to fight John Jones. It'll be the probably biggest fight of all time. It could be. 
Mm, Maybe not. It wouldn't be. Well, no, no, no it, it definitely could be um, because it's heavyweight, because it's Francis, all that shit. The only reason it could not be is because someone like Conor Gregor cuts crosses over into the like public, the, the pop culture realm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like a lot of people that don't follow UFC wouldn't know the fucking Garner is. No, which is crazy. Maybe they will now. The belt brings eyeballs. So um, think about, but we put the video up on our Instagram, which you can go check out now at Hello Sport uh, Podcast on Instagram. You fucks. But uh, it was a vi- well. Firstly, the video of me and and Streety and Josh watching it at home, and Evie was fucking. Steph had to go out, and I was looking after Evie. Mm. Put her to bed to try and get her to sleep for like. I also don't want her to be watching people beat the fuck out of each other. I don't know that that's a good thing for a young child to see. But it was a bedtime. Thought we'd put her in bed and was like, all right, dudes, like obviously it's hard not to scream when you see something happen, but we just need to try and muffle our excitement as much as possible so I don't wake her up. And then as soon as something happens, you just forget what you're doing. And I look back on the video and I scream louder than anyone. Yeah, you do. I scream louder than anyone. <laughs> and we and I woke her up. You might see, if you go and look at it, you see I look down at like the baby on her. I'm like, ah, I've woken her up. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. She's awake now. Um, but... The, the sick reaction that I put up uh, was from ESPN. It was like there's a video footage of his hometown. Yes, mate. So sick. His hometown, and they're all like reacting when they see him because now he's like a fucking king over there, obviously. But um, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, I fucking love UFC. Is it dribble time? I think it's dribble time, and there's a lot. Is there heaps? It'll be all leaks. Dave, Dave They'll all be leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll flick through these leaks real quick. All right, yep, there's a fair few. Okay, let's go. Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Your team just got fucked. It's beautiful to see. It's the uh, it's the millennial king dribbler back for another dig. And it is now the moment that I reveal myself as the true Penrith dribbler, the, the biggest Panthers supporter beneath Danny Exotic of massive Bender fame and... What I just witnessed this evening was one of the most beautiful moments in human history. Kurt Capewell, he saw the hole and he went for the glory. It was gorgeous to see. It was hard on stuff. It was lead in multiple pencil stuff. And I just want to challenge you to question who else is going to lift the Proven Summons Trophy this year other than the Penrith Panthers. Manly. You know, yeah, I know awesome. you're hard on Manly fellas, but with the injury list you've got this year, you're fucked. You're fucked, mate. So, you know, you, you might as well cut your losses and start supporting the Panthers now because nobody else is going to get that trophy anytime Sounds. soon. Proven summon soon. Glory hole soon. They do look good. Cheers, mm. boys. Give them that. Enjoy your Thursday evening. Yeah, look, I mean, if Penrith don't win this year, then it's a failure of a season for him. So. I would say this. I would say this. And this is, you know, an, an old rugby league term. Mm. You, know, you got to win when you, you get a window. Their window's open, but it yep. won't be open forever. No, it won't. And you also got to lose one to win one. That's yep. what they say. So they've, they've, they've lost one, which puts them in a position to now win one. And if they don't. And your window's opening, yep. and it, but it won't be open forever. It won't be open forever. So if not now, then when? And as experienced premiership winners, at least supporters of premiership winners, uh, we know all about windows opening and closing. We know yep. about capitalising on those. 
multiple times. So ours is opening. Ours is ours is. So like we might sneak in this year. Yeah, we could sneak but in. Next year but we certainly open. need next some. Next year is definitely open. definitely open. We also need some running repairs on the window. Uh, <laughs> but that's by the by. Shout out to Penrith, uh, Penrith Panthers fans. Look, I don't hate the Penrith Panthers, no, you know what I mean? Like, they're not a team that I hate. They're not a fan base that I hate, so I don't mind seeing Penrith do well. Obviously, we apologise in advance for dusting you 13-plus this Thursday night. Don't you look at me like that, Dave. We very well might do it. Um, hey, boys. Tom, Eddie, Dior, P's and D's. Tomara Dribble here. Um, just coming off the back of the Sydney Monsoon last week, it made me think, I was doing nothing on Sunday. Where is the 2 o'clock Sunday game going? It's back in my There's nothing I needed more than to be on the couch for the big three. The 2 o'clock game into the 4 o'clock game into the 6 o'clock dinner. But instead, <laughs> I had nothing to do all Sunday. Had to wait till 4 o'clock. And then I want to have dinner, you know, somewhat early for a Sunday, early night. But then after we're sitting at the table, turning around to the 6.15 game. Just made me think, bring back the 2 o'clock game. Anyway, just wanted to get your thoughts and uh, comments on that. Um, anyway, go the Eels. Um, premiership soon. See you, boys. Bye. Yeah, so it's a daylight it's savings back, thing. It's back round six. It's a daylight savings thing. They play it at six because they, uh, the thought process being that it's still like too hot, I think, or some shit, or like. Yeah, and it gets well. Well, I think. And when like, it gets dark, I thought it was something to do. Like I think it's a mixture of both. I think, I think it's more just like a heat thing. It'd be too hot in summer. Well, yeah. they, well, they play a they play a three o'clock game on Saturday. I don't think it's heat. I That's think true. they want to capitalise on the time zone. I think that you've got light, you may as well do it. And then in the depths of the winter, I mean, crowds would fall off a cliff going to a six o'clock game in the middle of winter on Saturday Correct. night. So it goes back to two o'clock, four o'clock on eighteenth of April. Two o'clock is St George Warriors, which sounds thrilling. Yep, that'll be round a great six. Game. Great game. Thanks for the dribble, but um, hope that clears things up. Mm. Bit of research would helped. <laughs> Boys, Andy Dribbler here of um, Jumping in Wollongong Uni Pond fame. Just letting you know. I don't know Sounds like you got a cold from that. Maybe you're a kanji surfers at the bloody um, Olympics came up last week. We don't talk about surfing that much. But this year, Australia's hosting the WSL for four events. We are. Two of which are in New South Wales. They are. One in Narrabeen. Sick. Narrabeen one's years. like... Newcastle, that hasn't hosted one in 30 years. And it's usually at Snapper Rocks, but this year Queensland couldn't get their shit together, so it's had to come to New South Wales. So New South Wales, obviously, is the better state. Fuck Queensland, beta state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, beer soon. Jumping on soon. We should definitely go to that. Yeah, well, me and Matthew are going, so you should come too. Fucking oath. Um, Victoria couldn't get their shit together either. Bells got cancelled and Snapper got cancelled. So New South Wales said, okay, yoink, we'll take him. We'll go the double yoink. Yoink, yoink. A double yoink. And then, and then <laughs> Perth got one. I got an, got an extra one. So they've still got Margaret River and now they're doing Rot Nest. So did they yoink one though? Was that a yoink? No, they, got, they just got one. They okay. yoinked one off, um, uh, I think there was two US events that fucking failed to go ahead. So Perth yoinked one from the US. Yeah. We've yoinked one from both Queensland and, and Victoria. Victoria. We went ah, the double yoink, which is, is such a flex. That is such a flex. 
Um, but the Narrabeen event is end of April, so we'll hit, we'll head up there. Yeah, fucking oath, dude. Like all the throwers are there. Yes, they're all there except for Kelly, who said he might be in town for Don't that. Don't worry, so, uh, Kel will be out here. If Kel gets out here, I think we go up there in person and go and just yoink it and just go, brah. Let's yoink. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, just front foot, mate. Go front foot, go, go Kel. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Sacramento. But he's for not him. coming to Newcastle, which is fucking annoying. Hopefully, he comes for Narrabeen. Well, Narrabeen's easier for us to get to, so let's hope he just goes to. We're not going to Merriweather. No offense. No offense. Not, we're going. not going. Unless we're paid. Hello, Tom, Eddie, Dio, Dave. All I want to know is, um. I'm here at McDonald's and I've completely forgotten what I asked. <laughs> what did you say? I've completely forgotten what I want to ask. He's come back with the second. Dude, can you save that? Can yeah. you save that? Can you play it again, actually? Play it again. Play it again. <laughs> Hello, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave. All I want to know is um, I'm here at McDonald's, <laughs> and I've completely forgotten. But don't go to his next one. Fuck nah. him. All right. <laughs> That's good enough. That's perfect. You're not going to get better than that, brother. No, there's no way. Save that one though. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> ah, that was good. Tom, Eddie, Deal. P's and D's. It's the Horny Knights dribbler here. Horny. Um, I'm just ringing in regards to this chat about the Broncos' 15 losses in a row record. And um, being a Knights fan, we, oh, here we go. sort of want any win we can get. <laughs> and I think the Knights in 2016-17 actually lost more and mm. should own the record. In round seven, 2016... The Knights lost to the Broncos 53-0. And then they proceeded in a flurry of losses until round two, 2017, where they finally beat the Titans 34-26. That, to me, counts as 19 in a row. But the only reason I can think that they haven't got recognition for the record is because they had two buyers in the middle. Um, Maybe just Dave can all that and just double check that that is the reason why they don't own the record but I feel like credit where credit's due Knights should own the record for the most losses in a row how well like, yeah that doesn't make sense no well I think it was I think the record's 17 and what the so, and it is the Knights and as Kemp, as I said Kempy uh, brought that to my attention as much as I tried to ignore it um but I think it's 17, not 19, because of the two buys, you get two points. And that, that's like that's what they've got. Whilst I still think that's kind of stupid. Well, no, that, is it 17 matches or 19 rounds? Because the buys would, would include a round. But I don't think you count buys as losses. How the fuck do you count that? Because it, it's, it's about consecutive losses. Yeah, well, so that, I think maybe I don't know whether you'd well, go if, if 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 the record is seventeen, not nineteen. Yes, then it is. that bloke's counting rounds and you're counting losses. Yeah, which is what I mean. Which consecutive what, losses should be counting losses, in my esteemed opinion. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Kempi sent me the fucking graphic. I can I can bloody show. I can get it up. I won't show it to you because it's a 
Do you or Dave? You can, surely you can go most consecutive NRL losses. Well, yeah, consecutive NRL Worst losses. losing streaks in the NRL. Oh, it's, it says 19. It's, yeah, it's got Newcastle for 19 here as well. Well, which then it must have been 19. the longest in the NRL era and like New South Wales Rugby League because there's a fair few records on top of that. But that's like, you know, university have the biggest losing streak with 42 games in the 30s. And then there's like some records from the 60s and 40s. So Newcastle don't own the they own the well, NRL in the I think in the NRL and in the modern rugby league era, they do. The next and actually, who owns the actual rugby league record? University forty two games in a row between round two nineteen thirty four and round fourteen nineteen thirty six. That's the record. Yeah, but I guess they're talking about in a unified modern competition. And yeah, but no, no plus, one can, plus, but no one yeah. counts that from a premierships perspective. Plus no one's not, like, who's won the most premierships in the NRL? Like. No, and you I can't pick and choose your record. Okay, well then, do you not also talk about teams currently playing? Because yeah. university aren't playing. Yeah, like you could that. say that, but like that needs to be said. Yes, you can't say Newcastle has the record. You go of current teams playing that. Yes, of, of teams playing the competition. I tell you who doesn't show up once in the tw- top twenty-one: the mighty Manly Seagulls. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Let's roll on. There are probably some licks coming. We got a lot of dribbles to get through. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Step on it. Let's speed this up. Tom, Eddie, Dior, uh, punters and dribblers. Um, really concerned around Ray, Rabs, Warren. Um, we have we got a support plan around him. I, I can't watch Channel Nine and and Phil Gould talking about it being a wet game. And uh, yeah, the Storm really miss uh, uh, Cameron Smith. Uh, yeah, obvious. No worries. But uh, yeah, I don't really want a uh, Richie Benno situation happening with Rabs. Uh, maybe Peter can do something about it. Uh, we, we've got to get a support plan around him, make sure he's, he's here forever. Thanks, boys. See you soon. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what he means by that in the sense, is he saying that like the commentators saying, around Rabs aren't good? No, I think he's saying without Rabs, it'd be unlistenable. Right. I do agree with that. But, hey, look, I think Channel 9 has the best... When Rabs is on and like all their big dicks are around, I think they're the best commenta- commentary team in the game. Mm. Without Rabs... It does fall away considerably, but I don't think I think Gus, Joey, Sturlo, fucking Billy Slater, uh, Darren Lockyer, like that Freddie Fittler. That's an elite fucking commentary team. That's like the best. That's the best motherfucking. That's the best boys in town. Yeah, well, you got all the greats. Got all the greats, and like no disrespect to Fox, they're all good. Uh, and I mean, you know, who's the next best commentator is always one that, um, like, there's a lot of debate around that. Some people like Vossi, that's cool. If you're into Magoos, that's fine. I'm a Dan Ganane man, personally. I will front foot my bias. I've worked with Dan over the years. I think he's a good man. I like Warren Smith. Yeah, Warren's fine. Warren's unoffensive. I guess that's what you want. Warren, but Warren, like, I find that Warren, someone of Warren's persuasion has he's unoffensive but he's also like like completely forgettable which rabs isn't right like what makes rabs great is that he's fucking amazing so like warren almost seems like someone who's never going to be the best he's just going to be there as like a stopgap warren can do it whereas vossi vossi's memorable but he sounds like a fucking child's cartoon character but he's intense yeah and he's a magoo yeah Dan, Dan is getting a lot better. Dan's good. I tell you what, and again, yeah, I'm biased, but I think that he's got a good voice, which you need. I think that he commentates well, and I also like the way that he, like, engages with his, like, fucking talent around him. 
Like, I like the way he asks questions and brings them in and out. Because he's from a radio background, he has that history of, like, being a bit of a compare as well. So, like, you know, he will, he'll ask questions of, the, uh, of his um, colour commentators and his experts to drag out uh, information from them as well. So, like, the, 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 the former players will do that without being asked. But he also has a mind that I think at least thinks about it from a perspective of like, oh, you know, like if you're on radio, you've got to be asking these questions of people that are on the show with you or doing all that sort of shit. I just find he does that well as well. So I'm a, I'm a Ghanaian man. Beautiful. On we march. What's going on, boys? Uh, yeah, I think you guys have a huge future in uh, sports podcasting. Really cool. Love it. Um, my beef is um, on the preview with Denon. You guys said that you know Marty had a blinder of a game. Yet missed seven tackles through the middle and made two errors. Yeah, he had big, uh, big meters, but you know he spent most of the time on the field. Um, Huge yeah, meters, so scored a try. Still fucking pouring around, trying to find his Couple errors. I disagree. Sure. I think that Dez made a strategic play when in round one Paseca and um, Boyle came on. That's when the majority of the points were leaked because they were able to roll through the middle of the field. So Aloy, although he didn't play a lot of minutes, uh, very, very few points were scored when he was actually on the field. But him and Kepi, I think, did um, did a job and uh, were the unsung heroes of uh, the weekend. Yeah, cheers, let me know. I do think that man probably uh, grew up with Josh Aloy, maybe a good friend, and you know, just trying to make an argument for his man. Got no beef with Josh. Uh, and as you said, Eddie... To Pow did all like all those things he did, miss some tackles. It was the wet, like it was a wet fucking game. But he, he trucked also a, he trucked a shitload of nuts. Trucked a shitload of nuts, scored a try in a game where no one else was doing much. Again, this isn't a fucking. I'm not putting. We're not apportioning blame to Josh. Far from it. But just saying that it was nice to see a big, fat, thick motherfucker like Tony Alapaseka get on. And in the end, didn't make a shit of difference either way. If he went back <laughs> to the bench, we fucking still lost. So. Yeah, it certainly ain't about Josh, but I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to argue that fucking Marty Tapao isn't a superior forward uh, at this current point to Josh Alloye with the greatest fucking respect. But appreciate your dribble. Yeah, he did say that we have a huge future in sports podcasting. He did say that. that. He did say that. He did say that. Also, we we preference that we're not X's and O's guys. So no, like, that was a very X's and O's. We don't sort of if response. we don't if we don't fucking nail something down to like within an nth degree. We didn't look at any stats it's, for that it's opinion because we don't care. We're vibe guys. Yeah, we're vibe guys, and we that's all we are. That sounded like a that sounded like he did some fucking he, he some it sounded quant, it sounded like, modeling and shit. Yeah, but. it sounded like he thinks that we're paid to like give analysis an informed opinion. We're not. We're actually paid. We're actually to give we're actually paid, we're actually paid to give you know bias. Biased, uninformed opinion. One an unwavering bias. Yeah, completely uninformed and unqualified opinion. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're literally paid to do. Yeah. So you know, now that you now that you've reminded yourself. Yeah. Now that you're armed with that information and you continue to consume this uh, podcast, which we've got a big future in, which is you know, which is which good. Is nice. It now makes sense. Now it'll make Marty sense had to a good you. game because yeah. I saw him chuck a nut and I saw him score a try. Yeah, and. Josh was on the bench for the next game. So. And Paseca was on, and Paseca's huge. <laughs> so, like, you got to see, that's, that's informing our opinions. <laughs> Makes sense. That's it. Like, that's the, that is the extent of all <laughs> thought that went into those comments. <laughs> Good dribble. Thanks, yep. man. <laughs>
Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and the dribblers. It's the uh, tank dribbler here from the West Coast. Uh, boys, use are absolutely everywhere. Um, didn't know he's from a bar of soap four weeks ago and use uh, a lot the uh, the duo, the rock, dare I say it, and Kevin Hart. Absolutely everywhere. Um, boys, uh, just uh, long range punter here. Um, just looking at the surfing odds, boys, and take this to the bank. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course. Ryan Callanan, the Newcastle boy, mm. $34 um, of the first leg of the WSL. Um, anyway, boys, good luck. All the best. Take it easy. Ryan is a local. There's a couple of locals. Where's the first event? Merryweather, Newcastle. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah. Um, Julian Wilson lives there now. Um, I think he lives there, so he's a fucking... It's a home break for Jules now. It's a home break for Jules, so he's a fucking... He's a shout. But to win is a is going to be a big caller. When's the first... When's and it start? It's, it doesn't... It's not, it's not looking particularly good, I don't think, the forecast. I when, think it starts... Start? It starts on the first. Well, the window opens on the first. Of April? Yeah. Window opens... Not, windows first of April to the 11th, so... They'll squeeze it in there somewhere, but yeah, not the worst. Does Merriweather get big fucking surf, or is yeah, it just kind of like? No, it can get good surf, but the forecast is well. Last week I got Matho to look it up, and I can't read that shit for fucking a bar. So no, but it's not looking great. No, okay, we're not weather guys. Or swell guys. Or swell guys. Yeah, weather and swell, swell and weather. You know, again, did I not just illuminate the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say weather? You say swell. Yeah. Weather. Again, swell. Weather. Just, just well. in case some of you have forgotten, we don't know anything. No, so stop fucking making out like. <laughs> stop coming sh- to us for fucking information. We, Jesus, Christ. we don't know what we're talking about. We sit down and we yarn and dribble. That's it. And that's all it is. This and is, that's all it'll ever be. This is just two dudes yarning, and and giving out you know giving out fucking pearls of wisdom along the way. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I mean that can't be helped. No. You know, come for that, the yarn, stay for the pearls of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Come for the dribble and stay for, for the yarn. You know, <laughs> the yarn, and you know, yeah, life changing comment, life changing uh, sort of you know little added extras, Easter eggs. Come for the dribble, leave a better man or woman, leave a better person. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom, hey, just wanted to congratulate you on. Uh, Getting your first dribbler calling in. That's a fan of Manly, the Northern Beaches dribbler. Uh, shout out to you. And I just wanted to question where your mark Where's the sleep dribbler going? Yeah, it seems like almost all the dribblers that call in are either from Newcastle or Western Australia. So I'm not saying will you be a turncoat soon, but uh, questioning who you back and follow, especially considering Manly starts the season and then fuck. Sorry, Josh, but they're just beat as fuck. Anyway, dribbling sailor out. Night's premiership soon. That was confusing. That was confusing. I thought it was thought sleep dribbler. Would, yeah. I thought that was the return of Sleepy D. I also gone thought missing. he was saying that he was from Manly. Well, yeah, I think he did say he's a Manly fan, but then he ended up by saying Night's premiership. I soon. think he was saying, like, who do you go for when your team sucks? And that is a trick question because you still go for that team. 
you don't change teams. Otherwise, you're a D or Dave. You're a fucking. Uh, you're a Neil So. You're a Sebo, who used to go for the Panthers. Now a big Bunnies fan. I didn't get. I don't get it. But Sebo is a turncoat. Sebo's also a turncoat. Uh, anyway, let's move on because that was weird. But thank you so much for reaching out, lads. It's the uh, Drifter Dribbler here. Just finished watching the uh, Storm versus the Panthers, and uh, Panthers uh, Panthers got the win, but Storm deserved it. Should have got it at the end. Olam should have passed it, or it should have been a penalty beforehand. But that's not what I want to talk about. I uh, just want to talk about how terrifying the Panthers look. No Cleary. Edwards breaks his hand at halftime and already missing Coruscant and still managed to beat the Storm, who had just missing Pappenhausen. That's a great point. Yeah. They're looking pretty terrifying, boys. I don't know what your thoughts are, but they're going to be awfully hard to stop. Sure as hell, good luck to Manly if you still think they're winning the Premiership after that performance <laughs> from the Panthers. That's all I've got to say. Up the Storm. Premiership's never for the uh, the old Manly boys. Be soon. Well, I wouldn't say never because we've won we've shitloads. Won shitloads. Uh, um, and look, well, let's ignore the Manly comments there because they were mean spirited. Also, we've said we said before that we need running repairs on the window. Yeah, we said that. You we know, know that. that. But I will. I'll go along with those pen, with those Penrith comments. Mm. I'd forgotten Coruscant wasn't playing. Yeah. Dylan mm. Edwards, the ghost, who's now. Becoming a human. Becoming you know how Caspar, you remember Caspar, the movie? Did Caspar and he, become, he becomes become a boy. boy. He becomes a real boy at the end. I feel like that's the case with Dylan Edwards. Yes. He's becoming a real boy. That's also a Pinocchio vibe, but... Yeah, it is. Caspar also becomes a boy again. But they're great points, and no Cleary. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they are fucking red hot. That yeah. Matt Burton, who replaced Cleary, he like... He kicked them out of trouble so many times. And kicked, he kicked the fuck out of that ball. Yeah. Is like, Matt Burton from Dubbo? Oh, I made that up. He might be, because Charlie Stain's a Dubbo boy, I think, as well. And they were like, or oh, has he played for like the Parks Spaceman or some shit? One of the great... Then he's from Parks. No, I'm, I know he's from Parks. Yeah, Junior Dubbo. Club St. John's Dubbo. Bruh, I'm telling you, they fucking... Penrith must have like a fucking... They just must go into Dubbo. I feel like Dubbo's having a moment. Dubbo's having a big moment. Isaiah Yo, Matt Burton, Charlie Stain. Charlie Stain. We'll take him. We'll take him. But Dubbo just Dubbo's everywhere. Eddie Simpson. Eddie Isaac, Simpson. Izzy Carey, Lloyd of the Stars. Izzy Carey, Lloyd of the Stars. Fucking Michael Pride of About Even fame. Michael, but that's exactly right. Connor Watson. I don't know if he grew up there, but his grandparents lived there. That's something. That's enough. That's enough. Except that's if you're enough. trying to say that you're a Queenslander, like Dave, turncoat motherfucker. Dubbo's having a real... Mate, Dubbo's on the fucking map. Dubbo's glowing up. Big glow up from yeah. Huge Dude, glow I'd up. love to see, like, you know, all of the Dubbo celebs. Because you're a bit of a Dubbo celeb now, right? So, mm. like, if all the Dubbo celebs getting back to where would you be? The local... There's we, a, we'd go down a commercial, probably. There's Thirsty Merc. Thirsty Merc have been Thirsty around Merc. for a while. They're, you know, Merc. Thirsty Merc are in great need of a Dubbo glow up because no one cares about Thirsty Merc until summertime comes well, on. Well, I'm pretty sure they're playing an NRL game. I think it's, like, Panthers someone. Glenn McGrath. No, he's from Narromine. Really? We can't it's claim. got him here on Wikipedia. I can't. We can't. He's from Narromine. Okay, good. Can't claim it. It says born in Dubbo, raised in Narromine. We will claim him. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. You can claim him. Yeah. You can claim a part of him. It's like Barrel gets Bradman, but he was born in Adelaide. He learned to bowl in Narromine. That's yeah. what makes me feel funny about it. But, you know. That's okay. But, You're yeah, I'd it. love to see like a – an event of like just Dubbo celebs and it's just all the footy players and all the who's, the who's who of Dubbo getting back there. Yeah, Peachy'd be there. 
peachy, mm. and you just get back for a bit of a piss up at the fucking commercial. Who's the ex Bulldogs player? Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Um, no offense, Andrew. Bobcat. Um, we used to play with the Andrew Ryan Cup in like fucking, you know, year six. There you, you go. Like Andrew Ryan fucking gala day and shit. Yeah, he was a weapon. All right, well, let's. Uh, that'll be something. Well, when we get our first dog, again, this is about even sort of rhetoric here, but when we do get our first dog, uh, the official dog of the yeah, so betting it's, show, it's first, first run's going to be in Dubbo. It's maiden will be at um, Dawson Park in Dubbo. So that might be the night of nights. Dubbo's <laughs> night of nights. It may well be the night of nights, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. G'day, boys. J-Train. I'm talking about J-Train or the train. I'd go by either. Love it, love it. Yeah, long time listener, first time speaker. I, I, do you know what I say? I reckon rugby union, not as dead as everyone thinks. I think there is a fuckload of people who watch rugby every weekend. But what you're expected to do as a rugby union fan, you're expected to go watch your school game, your Colts game, your Waratahs, and then your fucking Wallabies. As a rugby league fan, you got your Wallabies, the rugby team, you get your team, and then you got the Blues. There's an outrageous amount of people that are watching rugby union every week and watching high school, Colts, Subbies, everything. League, you've got your league team and your Blues. Subbies, union, you've got high school, Everything about this. Is Scott trying to say rugby union's like in a better spot? Because no. people watch junior footy. And anyway, no, he's saying, no, he's saying, me, he's saying that more people watch rugby union than people give credit for. Credit for, which is like, that's fine. But I don't think anyone's been like, no one watches. Where, the, what people argue is that the professional level of the code in this country, the professional level, which is fucking super rugby like shoot shield players don't make a living off it playing first grade no they don't it's called match payments and so like it'd be, that'd be like semi-pro professional yeah. level is a fucking in a bit of a it's in a bit of a bad spot that's what people are talking about yeah uh, Waratah's still on a humongous losing streak Dave how many have they lost have they won a game this season they haven't won a game this season they just fired their coach as well yes Rob Penny got the sack yeah be four or five losses yeah, well, I don't know how many they won last year or whenever. Yeah, they're probably not on a good streak, but no. yeah, Rob Penny's been uh, shown the proverbial door. Thanks for coming, bruh. Is he a Kiwi? Yeah. Yeah, fuck off, well, mate. Look. Fucking sleepers. Bring back check. Bring back check. Bring back check. On we go. Onwards to greatness. Tom, Eddie, Dave. So no nonsense dribbler here. <laughs> it's working from home today, so like any man would, taking the opportunity to listen to the potty. Uh, great one this week. Just thought I'd I'd call up in regards to the uh, the Buna dribble. Uh, fun fact: early nineties, mum worked in the bar there. Dad was a bar manager. A couple of years later, here I was. So I just want to shout out to the Buna. But yeah, it is indeed called the Buna, not Buena or whatever weird shit Dave was talking about. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck so you're yeah, on about last week. Shout out to that the Buna. Be soon. Just wanted to say also. Loving the extra content with the uh, About Even and the uh, work you're doing on the bloke in the bar. So, yeah, shout out to your extra content. Be here soon. Manly Premiership soon. Cheers, boys. What a lovely young man. What a lovely young man. What a, what a uh, you know, a, a gregarious, 
you know, well-spoken, eloquent, mm. thoughtful, well-mannered. Man. Yeah, well-mannered. Uh, and listen, you know what? Your two parents who conceived you at the staff drinks after a shift on yeah. you know one of the tables at the Buna. Uh, you know what? They sound like lovely. They've raised a fine young a man. A fine young man. A now, fine you young You know, man. were you conceived, you know, after a gut full of fucking staffies and maybe a bit of gear? Potentially. Yeah. But that's the, that's the right setting. That seems to be the right mixture, yeah. the right sort the, of... The right stuff. The right stuff. That's the ingredients to maketh a great, a great young man. A so great thank you man. so much. Uh, Buna's soon. Buna's soon. Shout out to your mum and your dad. And, you know, all the best with whatever you're doing. Because I'm sure you're going to be successful at it. He will be. That's a fine young That's man. That's a fa- Save that one. Just for us. <laughs> I'm play that every time I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and we sleep well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get the fucking toxic dribble out of my ears. Like the licks. Yeah, exactly. Or like after I've read fucking paragraphs of Kendrick, like when you, Kendrick like, retorts. I like just when play you, that. It's like when you, you, you smell too much cologne, you need a coffee just to reset things. A palate that's, cleanser. That's my palate cleanser. Yep. What a fine young man. Fine young man. Tom, Eddie, Dave. Jesus uh, Christ. West Coast dribbler of road talking fame again. Um, <laughs> I, a couple of things. First of all, just um, regarding the... Oh, dear. Oh, throaty. Oh, no. Hang on, that's the internet cutting out. Oh, okay. So Sorry, that's not yeah. throaty's fault? No, 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 it stopped. Hang on. Tom, Eddie, Dave. Uh, West Coast dribbler of road talking fame again. Um, I a couple of things. First of all, just um, regarding the Diane Source discussion that you've had on the most recent body. Dave's uh, really dumbed it down. Like Diane Source <laughs> is just an extremely um, extended gravy. So like you think the best parts of gravy it's that kind of doubled so like there's more garlic in it there's you know um more herbs you know obviously red meats you'd want uh your rosemary and your white meats you want your thyme um but yeah diane sauce give it a go i personally rate it better than gravy just because it's got more flavor to it and it's generally thicker anyway just wanted to get that off my chest Secondly, I know you guys are chummy with... You made out like it was watery. Um, I just wanted to know if, you know, at some point you could just, you know, want to kind of throw away comment, ask about the um, prospect of bringing a team out west. Because um, I know we, they tried the rest of the Western Reds with the Super League. They didn't go fantastic. Um, obviously, first, you know, first go off the rank, we are up. AFL state, which sucks. And then secondly, we're, we're, we're probably rugby union. Um, but I reckon there's enough people here who would willingly make the change. If not, I'll, I'll whip them into shape. Um, I'll buy every fucking ticket if I have to. Um, St. Peter, reach out. You've got, a, you've got a, a bit of an untapped market over here out in West Oregon. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll put it... Uh, you know, fuck the block off. We'll put a church up for you. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Listen, um, throaty mate. That's throaty. Terrific stuff. Now, look, I, I call myself a gravy connoisseur. I, I stay in my gravy lane. Yeah, but I'm now finding out that there may be, you know, 
uh, a pretty good fucking alternative or something yeah. worth trying. Yeah. Something worth trying. A, th- a thicker version of gravy. With gravy, I was with, told. with more with of the more ingredients. Fl- with more flavour yeah. is what I was just told. Now, I don't know how I missed it, but I have. Um, Dave told me it was very watery. Which immediately turned me off. Yeah, he said it was just like the. He said it was just the juices from the, the steak. Well, yeah, I don't know. I still don't know if I believe this Western dribbler because Wikipedia, which I think is where I quoted last time, says the sauce uh, is prepared from the pan juices with various flavorings. That's how you make gravy. Yeah, but, no, but that's how you make gravy yeah. better. Mm. Salt, pepper, butter, brandy, sherry, chives, chi- uh, m- mustard, mustard, lemon juice, Worcestershire no. sauce. He made it like you just tip the juice into the fucking. Yeah, he just made bowl up that it was like it. Well, you juice. add a few little extra stuff. Okay, I think that this is. And listen, have we got many things in the in the pipe in terms of video content? Sure, plenty. But we might, we're probably gonna have to do like a blind gravy test at some point. Yeah, mm. we will. We will. At some point, we're not promising it any, like, but we will have to do a blind gravy test because this Diane sauce, Dave makes it sound like shit. Throaty makes it sound really good. I'm going to try it next time it's on the menu. I'm going to have it. I'm going to get it. But you've got to wait, or at least you have to film yourself doing it. That's the only thing I say because it has to be filmed. Even if we don't all have to be there. Phones are phenomenal these days, Eddie. I've always said that. You can film it. You can write the whole meal off just by filming it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will. So. You absolutely have to film it if you have it and I'm not there. Noted. Let's move on. Yeah, look, Punish Rivers, Tom Eddie. Look, just nine minutes to go in the second half. 30 to 6. George up. Um, Dear boy, suck. Take your licks. Suck a dick. Up the rabbit Listen, taken and we press on. Taken, we press on. As far as licks go, short, sharp to the point. Thank you. Not going to talk about him. Just going to take him and, and move Boys, on. Boys, the Kenzie dribbler. Uh, quick one. Go the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Manly. Mm-hmm. See ya. Yep, they come. Thank you. Here, Here we they go. come. We're in the thick of it now. Yeah, we right. And we're in Lickville. <clears throat> yeah, g'day, lads. Um, stink dribbler here. Uh, first time caller, long time dribbler. I'm a uh, proud St George supporter, and you boys absolutely rinsed us about our preliminary game against the Bunnies um, earlier on in the season. And I'd just like to say a big uh, fuck you to Manly. Um, you know, I'd like to say he's played well out there today, but you didn't. So um, thanks for that, lads. Victory soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's nice. The burp. The burp, the was, burp a was, a, was a good start. It was a giveaway. Well, it was definitely a giveaway. There was, there was aggression coming in from the start. Dave, before you move on, uh, if there's a bunch of these, and just so you're aware, just cut them all together as its own video. Just yeah. licks. Yeah, sweet. And then remind me after this, I want to talk to you about videos and shit and what I think we need to do differently. But cool. it's a different story. Right. Sounds good. Roll on. Mm-hmm. Hey, boys. Look, just watching, uh, you know, primetime football. Classic, you know, big clubs here. The Saints first, Manly. Yep. I, think you, I think you guys expected a few licks coming this week. No, I didn't. I'm a proud DMC boy myself. You know, proud St. George Illawarra man. Um, and it's got me thinking, perhaps that's what Manly needs. You know, obviously the one club thing isn't working anymore. Maybe you guys need a merge. Oh, look, there goes another try, and gotta love it. This is just beautiful football by the Saints. 
get yourselves a, a merger going. Um, otherwise, you're going to be on the spoons, boys. All right? So merger soon, spoons never. All the best for the future. Ciao. Thank you so much. That was really nice of him to say. Uh, I will say this as well. Some beaters in the punters and dribblers group are trying to get off the ground, calling Manly a failed merger club, but I would call that a successful club because we didn't have to merge. No, no, the failed merger club is a club that has Northern had to Eagles. Merge. No, but exactly, but but that but, was the failed club. Yeah, but like so that's what I'm saying. You can't call a club that isn't merged a failed merger club. They're a successful club who doesn't have to merge. Yes. So it's like it's just a, it's not actually a well thought out or coherent. It's like the bunnies. The bunnies were forced out. And they fought tooth and nail to come back. That's what Manly did. Yes. It's exactly the same thing. Correct. Exactly the same. And we won two comps afterwards. So thank you, though. We will not be merging. We will not be merging. We will lift. We will beat Penrith this Thursday night, 13 plus. Let's roll on. Tom, Eddie, Theor, punters, dribblers. It's the Steel City dribbler here. Listen, I've just got to call out Tom Birmingham after his call last week saying that there is not a world where Manly go 3-0. and Well, they've, they've done it. Against the DMC Dragons. Unbelievable that? stuff. I don't know, you must have. I expect better, do better. Wouldn't I don't remember that. Soon. I don't remember that. Never. But also something you would have said. I might have, but I ha- we can't confirm that. I'm not prepared to confirm it. I'm not prepared to confirm I'm not. I'm not denying it. No, but, but I'm, I'm sure as shit not confirming it. I'm not it. confirming it. Not yet. No. Not yet. And I won't be apologising for it either. <laughs> well, you've got to prove it. Yeah, exactly. And I saw no proof. Oh, it's a big horse here. Commiserations, Manly, you bunch of fuckwits. You, you, hey, spoon soon, boys. Spoon soon. At least they're short. I'm liking that they're short. I'm liking it. They're short. They are. They're painful to listen to, but at least they're just sort of giving us giving it to us straight and then fucking off. Don't overlick. It's the uh, Jack the Magic Dragon dribbling here, boys. Oh As I leave Wind Stadium, donned in my lovely T's and D's black corduroy cap. Good. I'd just that. like to say thank you for taking Jason Sarb off their hands because he's <laughs> like rubbish. And, uh, Jason hasn't on. had a great start of the season. Cheers, Thank you. I think I don't think anyone's had a great start of the season. In, in fairness to Jason, um, again, I think that we press on. It was a nice short lick. He came. It was a drive-by licking. That's what we need here. Because if you start tonguing us, that's when we might die. So you just need to lick us and move on. Yeah. And we appreciate that. That's how it's gone so far. But this is certainly not an easy day for us. Hey boys, Manly 0-3, DMC for the win, Jason Stibbs never, and Wooden Spoon soon. Poor, I don't know if poor old Jason expected to get... No, I don't think, I didn't... He's gone back-to-back licking. Yeah, Jason has gone back-to-back licking. I don't know, was Jason the fucking... Reason we got fucking 36 put on us? Probably not. I don't know if Jason's the reason for that. I don't think he's... I don't think he's uh, innocent. He's certainly not innocent. He had a part to play. But I, it wasn't him. He wasn't the part. No. He was a part. But the licks continue. I, I don't know. I'm, I've lost count of how many we've been. Mm. Is that eight licks now? Something like that, dude. I'm, I'm going to need some sort of an ointment. 
Did we bring antibacterial, like some sort of fucking wipe? No, I mean, that, well, that's going to sting. Wipe. Some sort of betadine or some shit. Yeah, yeah, betadine, yeah. We might need to bring some in if it's, it keeps happening. Yeah, it's germy. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Um, big fans, just watching the South Sydney Roosters game. Okay, we've moved on. Got a criticism and a credit for Jared Ware Hargraves. He's just pulled, I think, he's he's an awful player. He's just played on a South bloke inside the Roosters, inside the Roosters 20 for 30 seconds, giving them a repeat set. On the same, on the repeat set, He's just come out and given a high tackle. All he is good for is giving penalties. And he just gifted the Bunnies a 14 0 lead. On the back of that, he's committed a wool pull. Because Greg Alexander, the Fox that was commentary, just compliment him for creating temperature. And he's coming out and he's won it. But all he's good for is just giving away penalties. He's rubbish. He is no good, and he's been demanded to the bench, and he should be sacked. Okay, that's uh, that's an aggressive uh, an aggressive stance on stance, Eddie, uh, on Jared Maria Hargraves. I think Jared's been one of the best props for the last ten years, so I can't really hate on him that much. Does he have it in him? Has he got? Has he got? A, has he got a fucking penalty in him? Sure. Is he aggro? Sure. But he's won fucking four com, three comps, three or four comps. Three, I think, and well, he's yeah. won three at the Chooks. Yeah, well, that's all. He came from Manly. Uh, another one, let go. Uh, so yeah, he's got it in him, sure. But I mean, fuck, you had a junior. The Roosters had that young guy, a Fafita. The NRL has become littered with Fafitas in recent years, and that young Fafita guy just punched Jairo in the back of the head for no fucking reason. Uh, so I mean, I'd be looking at that kid as well. You but when you know, he, when he walked off as well, he like. Sprayed water over the cameraman that was like doing the close up of him walking off. The, the player field. did, yeah, yeah. Oh, Fafita did. What when a was, dead when shit. Binned, yeah. Well, that's someone who doesn't that's have some current affair type stuff. Well, it also doesn't have control of their aggression, which is good in one sense, but in a long term, you know, what sort of human are you going to be? It might be a problem. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Field of dreams, battle, heat of battle, Eddie. Heat of battle. Don't think that you would be sacking Maria. No. That's a big die. That's a huge call. That's a dribbler's comment. Whoever that was on. Yeah, it's a joke. It's the uh, teapot dribbler here. Uh, hello, the punters and the dribblers. Uh, lads, I know you've got a fuckload of saliva all over your face. It's an absolute mess. Maybe you should actually become merger club. You might have to actually become dirty merger club. Probably the best option for you. Oh, I could see Canterbury, maybe, or mix it up. Just see how you go. Right, busy. We've talked about that. Yeah, look. I go mean, back three dribbles. Go back three dribbles, bro. We ain't merging with no one. Um, you know, quality clubs don't merge. So we know that. Uh, hey, Tom and Eddie. It's uh, Smoothie calling in. I'm calling in from, um, from Pat Needs Wedding. Mate, uh, boys, you know what you did. You know what you did. You know, it doesn't need to be said twice. Um, massive thanks. You've made uh, one couple's dreams tonight. Um, tears, genuine tears, were flowing from the bride. Um, oh, this is the wedding shout out. Um, can't thank you enough for all the help. Sorry for the hassles, but you've, uh, you've done an amazing job. Thanks, boys. Just an appreciation post. Be soon. 
He's come back on second dribble as well. All right, we'll give it to him. Hey, boys. Uh, wedding dribbler here. Now, I have, it's come to my attention that good mate of mine, Smoothie, got you blokes to give my new brother-in-law a little shout-out about his wedding. Now, Pat, the man in question, actually got me onto you blokes a few months ago, and I've never looked back since. Been a cult follower for a long time. Thank you, Love Pat. You boys. Now, actually... Problem that I'm ringing up for is sitting here at the man in question Pat's wedding. My own sister, by the way, as well, respectfully. And now thinking you would sit on um, your family at the front of the table, they sat their brother, her brother, her own blood at the back of the wedding. At the back. Now, just let that sink in. Now, I just want to throw it to you boys. Have you ever been to a social function wedding, anything like that, where you've You've been literally just you've shat you've been shat on like by by a close relative or friend where you've just been like just thrown under the bus where and they haven't thought anything of it so just want to hear your thoughts boys you know uh, shout out to Pat for getting married to my sister also and Smoothie for this uh, beer soon love you boys see you. Tom Eddie see you all day Patty <laughs> thanks for letting shout out absolutely the best wedding present oh, of all now. time. Thank you, boys. Be soon. <laughs> Be soon. Pat, you're more than welcome. Welcome, Pat, and thank you for spreading the good word, Pat. It's uh, It sounds like you'll let everyone know about the uh, podcast, which is nice. Um, Have I been shat on? I don't know. Have you been, like, pooed on? Is that what you're saying? Or is he just talking about, like... a family member pooed on me? Not to my knowledge. Not, well, I... Not that I remember. No, exactly. Thankfully, maybe you've blocked it out, but I haven't been shut on by a family member. Um, I might have, like, you know, removed it. Metaphorically or otherwise. My yeah. daughter, Evie, threw up on my head. I had her on my shoulders and I was, like, running her around. She just ate dinner and she fucking threw up all over my head. So what's happened to you? Well, it's not poo, though. No, it's not that well. That's a good point. Um, now, I think that, you know, this isn't, a, isn't a, an invitation for every dribbler on planet Earth to start sliding into our DMs for wedding shout-outs. It was almost like first come, first served. If you're the first person to ask, then we'll do it. Are we going to be doing it every single fucking time someone asks us? Depending on how many there are. Yeah, yeah. If there's 300, then If no. there's 300, then no. But if, you know, it's there's a couple, five. we're happy to do it. There's five, man. Yeah, sure. yeah, we don't mind doing it. We don't mind doing it. Just happy that we could make their special day yes. even more special. Well, it's almost like... You know, we might have been the fucking main attraction by the end of it. Like, surely there was a wedding. That was great. But, like, you know. Can't be helped. Can't be helped. If you let us in. Well, we're in. <laughs> you know. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Damien, Otis McGeary here. Just a quick one. Uh, I need to shout out my brother because he's a big piece of shit. <laughs> big fat Dex. You know who you are. Uh, troubling times this evening for the Manly Seagulls. Doubled down on the troublingness uh, from my brother. He said he would put money on the seagulls for the spoon, despite being born and bred in the Manly heartland. Both he and I are staunch Manly supporters, I thought, until this evening. Uh, look, had some trouble against a dirty fucking merger club, the Dirty Dragons, this evening. But look, trouble can be overcome. Treachery cannot so fuck you, Big Dex. Beer's never with you. 
it is always with Manly. Looking forward to a triumphant rise throughout the rest of the season. See you soon. Look, Eddie, I don't think that you and I ever um, advise for the breakdown of the family unit. Well, you know, we're obviously family first sort of operators, but if your brother Dex is that much of a piece of shit, I would encourage you to never talk to him again. Cut him out of your life. Is that fair? That's fair. Putting money on Manly for the Spoon. You're a Manly fan. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Uh, g'day, Tom. It's the uh, plus size dribbler here. Look, mate, I thought I'd call in and, and just talk to you. Just um, to me directly. It's pretty fucking evident that you own an Android. Uh, following that about even page, mate, which I've been following from the start. That thing is pixelated like fucking crazy. And if that's on an Android, then fuck me dead, right? Not only is it pixelated, but it lags and you, the, the voice doesn't match up with the with how you talk. So get a real fucking phone, Tom. Um, manly fucking suck as well. So see you later. Hey, fuck you. He does make a great point. When you do those videos, something's, something doesn't work probably. Is that? But I don't when do them do on my stories. phone. Oh, when, when I do... Stories. Interesting. I do have an Android. You have got me there. You certainly got me there. But so what? Is he saying that when... When you upload those videos... Of what? Of, of you like speaking. All right, of just like story, me to camera. Yeah, right. They're always of poor quality. Why would an Android be like that? Don't know, but they are. It's... It, I've had this problem for a while because I've had Android for front, a while. Might be the front camera, but it's no, it's something that happens with Instagram using the camera's phone because the the I mean using the phone's camera because the phone's camera by itself is a good camera. So is but it then when Instagram uses it, it just becomes laggy as fuck. So I, I wonder then is. whether it's like film it on your phone, upload it after. Yeah, do that. Mm. I'll give that a go. See, mate, I haven't yeah. even paid attention to that, but yeah, do that. This is, you know, this is dribblers helping dribblers. Dribblers helping dribblers. Be better, be better, be better. Always be, always, always look for improvements. Always look to lift. Always look for improvements. Always. Always look. Andy First Dribbler one. of jumping in Wollongong Pond for the man, St. Peter Volandi's fame. <sighs> Boys, it's happened. Sometimes we fall into the black hole and things happen to us that we don't want other people to know, especially on podcasts and or public fame. But they happen. And then we end up in these spaces where we just dribble and dribble and dribble. And we try to keep it to 90 seconds, but sometimes we can't and we just dribble on. But... I am aware in my mind frame right now that I must keep it to nine seconds. And I'm going to hope to fucking God and all the gods that it's to 90 seconds. Wish me luck on the voyage. Don't hate, just love. Be soon. Okay, now, listen, I have to listen to the next one because I just want to see what if there's something that he's talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? Has he not roped you in a little bit? I'm not listening to 20 dribbles. You best not, believe that. Uh, 27. 27. I'm not listening to 27. And he's, gonna, and he's trying to keep them all to 90 seconds each. Which we're not listening to all of them, but I will. I just, I have been baited enough. Usually with these, they're just blind fuckheads, yeah. right? There, is a, there was enough coherence yeah, there yeah. that I'm like. Put it on. There's, so, I mean, Google gives us the little transcriptions of them. 
I'll play the next one. The one after just says, boys, I'm cooked. Forget everything I said. Ciao. Great. Well, let's play two then. And then we can... Well, okay, we'll read the other one. Okay, well, um, then there's no speech for the next one, which is 80 seconds. The one after that says, Dr. Eduardo Damaso Davida Momento Castle Parcels Italiano. Nah, just go to the second one and let's be done with this fucking dribbler. I just want to see if there's any more to be shed. And if there's not, I've lo- I've lo- I was roped and now I'm unroped. Yeah, I, I was unroped by those fucking fellas. Well but unroped. those Google Translates aren't always 100% on. Yeah, but um, it doesn't I'm sound. Unroped. It doesn't sound promising. No, let's go. Oh, internet's just hang on. Dior, if your dog's eating human shit, no, 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 done, 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 straight away, straight away. You know, from the second that no. starts, that was it. All right, you're a dribbler. Yeah. Twenty-seven dribbles. You're a fucking dribbler. Um, let's move on. Get out of the Warriors. How good was that? Was that team with tank waters working? We're getting a pipe line from Mount Smart Stadium. And boys, one other thing, mate. I love your pumping shows. You know the best thing about your pumping show? It's realistic because you never win every week. It's just like the fishing shows. When you go out there, you don't catch fish. They always show you that you catch fish. <laughs> don't catch fish. fish. But you don't. <laughs> so bloody good effort, lads. Keep it up. Love the work. Go to Warriors. I'm lucky about Manly, but uh, 13 plus against the Panthers. Good shit, boys. Great yeah. Great. Save that one as well. What a nice young man. What yeah. a nice Kiwi lovely, man. Lovely young well, man. Kiwi's helping Kiwis. We're Kiwis. Yeah. He's a Kiwi. Lovely young man. Lovely young man. <laughs> it's like a fishing show where you don't catch fish. <laughs> I loved that. It is like that. It's exactly like that. Oh, hey, you going, boys? It's uh, old Platt Yarnery. I uh, just got a couple of brushes with Lane. Um... So not long ago, I was down at Marimbula and I was at a pub there and I saw Will Bukowski of Balkan Bulldog fame or opening batsman fame of taking Sean off nuts fame. I fangirled really hard and I said, are you Will Bukowski? And he's like, yeah, I am. Looking thick and hot as fuck. And um, anyway, I offered him to buy him a beer. He refused politely. And then, um, anyway, a mate of mine followed to... um, Message his girlfriend on Instagram. And I message him on Instagram saying, come on, bro, you got to come. Your missus is a wet sock. It's impossible to dog the boys, to which he did not reply. Anyway. Surprising. Um, fair enough, Will. Um, and then also saw Mick Wayman of St. George Illawarra Dragon fame at a camp draft not long ago. Of um Yeah, of TMC fame. And then also saw, um, oh, no, actually my missus, she uh, a couple of years ago she watched State of Origin in Charleville with Kurt Capewell of Glory Hulls fame. Um, so I don't know what any sort of GLs were going on there, but um, anyway, just uh, just had to get this off my chest, boys. So uh, be soon and uh, love your work. Thank God he got that off his chest. Thank yeah. God. I will say a couple what of things there um, to like to have to ask Will Pekowski, are you Will Pekowski? To me, seems fucking mental. Like you obviously know. That that's Will Pekowski, unless you're like completely fucking, you know, off the reservation. You know that's Will Pekowski. And then secondly, to message Will Pekowski's misso, sorry, to West, message Will Pekowski and be like, ditch your misso and come and piss on with the boys, uh, is also, if Will's any, 
If Will's the stand-up gentleman that we know he is, he's not going to reply to you dead shits. Of course not. Not like, I don't... Do you need to explain that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, look, they, there were some brushes with Lane there, that's for sure. They were nice. They were fun. The Wayman one was cute. Yep. Big, thick Mick. Uh, it's, g'day, uh, boys. It's the uh, DMC dribbler here. Uh, first time dribble, long time listener. Um, I just want to say, uh, fuck all Manly supporters. Every single one of them. Um, Why? And also, I just want to say, Zach Lomax, what a throbber. Uh on that question, um, if there was a footy player that you'd uh, leave your miso for, who would it be? Mine, personally, would be Zach Lomax. I uh, just want to hear your opinion. Um, obviously, Zach Lomax, throw a beer suit. Get down later. Catch up. Karen Fine, Tom Dvojevic, Jake Dvojevic. Yeah, I think it's probably Tommy, who I'm going to leave my missus for. Um, Obviously, Ryan, Ga- um, the snack, fucking Ruben, Ruben Garrick, Garrick is like right up there. Yeah, he's just a dish. He's an absolute dish. Um, Cam Murray could, yeah, Cam Murray, but he doesn't play for Manly, Dave. Yeah, so that's, that's a problem. That's you a, know, that's what I mean? a real well, problem. Um, you know, maybe if he played for Melbourne, a bit of one night of fun. You know, no, no, because no, I'm not leaving my missus for one night of fun. I love her. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go and break up a fucking 10, 13 year, thirteen year this year, yeah, long relationship a, for with a kid, you know, a kid, and just shit. for a, just, with a kid, you know, just not for just a night, for some, just for a bit of scallywag. A night of passion with fucking Cam Murray. Yeah, I mean, look, he had to be hot and sweaty. Sure, it'd be good. But leaving your missus and your family, yeah, you got to make smart decisions. That's it. You got to weigh things up, right? Um, if Adam Fanua Blake's still playing for Manly, I think I could consider that because he's also protective. You know what I mean? So it's like you're leaving him, but like he's providing for you, and yeah. then also he's and looking like, after you, looking after you. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good big spoon. The fucking oath, yeah. he would. He'd be a fucking fantastic big spoon. You, yeah. you would have never felt so insignificant <laughs> in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for so, the dribble. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. What you stick around for? Eight straight. Never forget eight straight. Oh fuck! Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, tonight. Uh, DTE. What is Manly? Oh, fuck. Hey, what? What are they? Oh, and three. Bronx. Got to win. Got to win. Can be. Who are you backing next week? No. Oh my god. Eight straight. Never forget eight. So that would be a great Broncos shirt. Got to win. Just like to troll the Broncos. The Broncos fucking merch department, new line of shirts. Got to win. Yeah. Got one win. Got one win. Fuck, this one's got four dribbles. Do we do the first one? We just do the first one. If it keeps us, it keeps us. It probably won't. It probably won't. Tom, Eddie. Um, DMC. Two wins, Manus Eagles zero. Um, that's all, bro. Take your licks. Fair. Take your licks. Taking licks. Licks taken. Good day, fellas. It's Steve Walker right here, calling from Bell Bank Sports Venue. Oh my God, those West Tigers! How good are they? Joey Lailua. He's unstoppable. He's almost as good as those Samoyevichers. They've all got to play Origin. Joey didn't play. <laughs> so just let that one sink in. It's dumbass. Joey didn't play the game. But that also... But that, that's dribblers. That's dribblers. That's blocker roach. Not, you, not the best blocker roach I've heard, but... It wasn't horrendous. It wasn't horrendous. 
and you've got to give him some. You know, it's a, he's an excited DMC Tigers fan. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't horrendous. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. How are you feeling, Ed? I'm okay. I like obviously. You know, <laughs> three hours in. Yeah, you know, fucking nah. And the rest. Um, over three hours in. You know, approaching an hour and a half of dribbles. None of them have been particularly fucking standout. So, you know, it's you know, been tough. Yeah, it gets it, it wears you down. Been 30 minutes of licks. Yeah. Cool. We're so. close. We're close. We're midnight on Sunday. Fuck's sake. Hey, P's and D's. I'd just like to say, fuck you, Tom and Eddie. <laughs> fuck you, Manly Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Look, this is the DMC dribbler, if I didn't already mention. The no, you didn't. 11 in a row. Look, I just like to say, don't hinge your whole season on fucking Tommy Turbo. Manly are by far the worst team in the comp. We smash you by fucking 26. Kieran Foran can't save you. DC can't save you. You're the worst team in the comp. Soon, soon. Beers never. 11 in a row soon. Up the dragon. Thank you so much. Thank what do you, you say? Thank you so much. What do you say? Yeah, good day, Tom, Eddie, Pretty Dave, Dave. Your team got licked. I have to say it again. It's the King Millennial Dribbler checking back in with uh, the Croc, the Croc, the man of the hour, and we just want to say that. Nepean District 8th grade premiership went to Emu Plains this evening. It was a beautiful moment in history. I do love it the was, cricket boys. I do love it. Was, it, it was beautiful. And, you know, we, we just want to give a shout-out to, to Chris Hinckley, Honkers, for 121 not out out of 189 runs. Sweet. Well done. You know, if there is ever a Move situation. <laughs> Congratulations to Tonkers. That is a good score in a grand final, but... This ain't what we're here for. This ain't a message board. You know, and this isn't a fucking... This isn't a, a cork board in the middle of a university where you put up fucking, you know, room for rent. Not this late in the piece. Nah, not three hours in. G'day, punters and dribblers. It's the dribbler who likes to write the uh, hotline on his arm here. And I've just uh, finished up playing out of footy on a uh, nice Sunday afternoon. And I've just noticed something that makes me fucking sick. And I don't know if it's a problem. It is a serious problem. I don't know about you guys, but people not showering after a game of footy or getting in the shower in their shorts. Well, you don't shower in your shorts at home, so I don't know why you wouldn't shower there. I mean, get nude, okay? It's all about having a nice group shower. Bring things together, yeah? Uh, just want your thoughts on that, whether you guys are nude shower guys or shower guys after sport. Uh, yeah. So, group shower soon. Shorts and showers, never. Look, I haven't really had a group shower for some time. I haven't had a group shower. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Maybe at school. Definitely at school. After footy. After rowing and shit, we used to do it. Um, so, it's look, just the nature of the showers. They yeah. Were open. They, were, they, they weren't open. They were. They were yeah. like... I'm trying to remember what the school showers were like, whether they were closed or not. I can't really remember. Boarding house ones were. Boarding house were closed. Yeah. Look, I... Didn't a bloke do a dump in the showers? Yeah. And you caught him? Uh, uh, yeah, he was one of the guys in the boarding house called Mario, and he, uh, he took he a... He was sh- a stomper, wasn't he? He was a stomper. He took a shit. He was squishing the poo through the, um, 
through the the grated uh, drain. The drain, yeah. But he didn't get it all through, didn't wash it all down, and then it was like, who shit in the shower? And it was like, Mario, you shit in the shower, bro. We know it was you. We know it was you, Mario. Now, do we know it was Mario? I don't know. I don't know whether Mario was unfairly targeted there. Uh, but there was a poo in the shower. Mario, I think, had been in there. I don't know if Mario was the... It's hard to work out. Mario's a was weird guy. Was he a guy. stomper? Did he I could see, I could see Mario being a stomper. That was the thing. But it was also like Mario was a bit of a weird guy, so maybe he was like an easy target to point the finger at when you find poo in a shower. Could it have been someone else who poos in the shower and being the sociopath they were, gone, I can get away with this by just pointing the finger at Mario. I don't know. Are you talking like self-referentially there or what? As in, did I shit in the shower? No, because I own my mistakes. I've, you know, I've pooed many a great place uh, unintentionally. But, you know, I, we all think it was Mario. Mario to this day, the guilty party, but <laughs> it never went to any higher sort of... Didn't go to the courts. Didn't go to the courts. It was the court of public opinion and Mario <laughs> shit in the shower. So I hope that helps, uh, gentlemen who just called. Mario. <laughs> Mario's the answer. Yep. Fucking Mario. Fucking A Mario pooed in the shower <laughs> in the boarding house, stomped it through the drain. Unsuccessfully because there was still poo there. Um, it was a rush job. The, 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 the message here is, <laughs> is stomp. If you're going to stomp, stomp correctly. Do the job. Like finish yeah. the job. Finish the job off. Because there's no... Why do a half job? You might as well leave the it's whole thing It's not there. that difficult to stomp <laughs> a shit through a drain, right? I would imagine. Well, like, you've got, if you've got running water, you can see it through. If you've got running water and a soluble material, you could stomp anything you through can, a drain. You, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you can see it through. 100%. And also, it wouldn't take that long. If you've already committed long. to it. Wouldn't take longer than a couple of minutes, would it? Or it wouldn't take that long, probably? I, I mean, look, I, there are a few, you know, there are a few variables, you know what I mean? You, don't, you can't have a controlled in this sense because size of the poo, <laughs> density of the poo, uh, thick, flow thick, of water, thickness, <laughs> thickness of drain, <laughs> you know, diet, are there nuts in there, seeds, grains, what's... <laughs> But it can be done. Granules. Granules, you know, it yeah. can be done. Yeah. Consistency, viscosity. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. uh, shout out to Mario and shower stomping. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about shower stomping before. We have smudged shadow batting in the shower, I think, once. And it was like... Wasn't the name of a podcast? Shower stomper. Shower stomper. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get here. That's what you get here. People like, that's what's crazy, right? People come here and be like, what are you fucking talking about, Josh Alloy, Marty DePau? It's like, we literally had a podcast called Shower Stomper, bro. I think you're coming to the wrong place for uh, nuanced fucking analysis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My mum asked me the other day, like, what's the ratio of how much we talk about penises just to anything else on the podcast? Oh, Look, it's, 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 it's weighted yeah. on the, for the penis, I think. <laughs> It'd be three to one. <laughs> three to one. Dicks tonight. So your mum's obviously listened a few times, has she? Yeah, she's, I think she's listened to a few. Plus, she'll ask me, like, what did you talk about on the podcast? <laughs> and you're like, oh, we spoke about fucking Adam Elliott's cock for 45 yeah, minutes. Exactly. And it was the funniest thing yeah, that we we've ever We spoke about heard. the marble index of people's hogs. Correct. Yeah, right. Again, not here for... Well, we'll give you that in-depth analysis <laughs> of a hog. I'll give, you the mar- I'll give you the marble score of a bloke's <laughs> hog. But... I'll give it that to you in fucking a second. But don't expect me to look up Marty Tapao's fucking completion rate. <laughs> yeah, drop balls. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. What do you, what do you <coughs> want from me here? 
Anyway, we press on. Yeah, that's uh, the longest we spent on any topic the entire show. <laughs> so, there was a three minute dribble, but fuck off. No. Hello, Tom, Eddie, and D or Day. Uh, it's the slippery eels dribbler here, or the half sentence dribbler here from last week. Um, yeah, loving the podcast, boys. Um, what's doing? Yeah, great round of uh, rugby league there, and. Uh, what about all these HIAs boys, like, fucking players dropping like flies? Like, what's doing? The NRL going to bring in this 18, 19 man? Like, you fucking, you got to be joking. It's like, the, the Raiders went down to no man. Shark went down to no man. Like, what's happening to our game? You know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. Data set's not big Injuries enough, bro. everywhere. I think if you, oh, we get the question. I reckon if you're bringing on an 18th man, like I, I can see the merit in that, but it has to be when like the entire bench is empty. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Well, I th- yeah, I think so. I think that's the how you do it, right? If you have, because the argument is that if you've got an 18th man who sits, so if it's a full time five man bench, the you can argue it both ways. But the argument is that coaches would abuse it because coaches abuse any fucking. Any sniff. Yeah, any opportunity to any gain opportunity advantage. Any opportunity to gain advantage, they'll gain it. I, I don't mind that. You could have an 18th, 19th man for if the bench is cleared yeah. and you fucking need men. And it's like you can't go down to any lower. Like no, as in like the bench is clean. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You don't have a bench anymore. You can fucking draw on a couple of blokes sitting there. But you can only bring on one, right? Yeah. Like So it's like your bench is clear and then if you get another injury, uh, then you, and I mean I don't know does it have to be concussion related I'm not sure but like then you can bring on someone I think probably concussion related so then if it's not concussion related you just play with less men yeah if the data, some guy'd have the, like a if broken the data, leg and it, but I think it makes sense from a concussion perspective because yes. concussions is like weighting these injuries a lot more than people realise yes because they're taking it seriously yeah so you could you could bring in a concussion 18th man I don't mind that something to think about. All right, last one. <laughs> Sounds like a Neil, sir. Holy crap, past eight weeks. Uh, just watched the highlights um, over here from uh, Austin, Texas. Um, yeah, the oh. old uh, Dragons happened to get the win um, against that, uh, that team that likes to buy wooden spoons. Um, also pleasing to see my proud West Tigers um, getting up over Mitchell Pierce and all his beloved teammates. Um, anyway, keep it short. Um, I'll leave you also with a good Wayne Gretzky scout just to rub salt into the wound. Um, he has the most assists ever ever scored in a season of 163. Uh, to put that in perspective, 2019 season, the leader had 110. Um, it's a record likely to be never broken. Um, so cheese and bacon rolls soon. Good to have you back on the air. Tom, Austin's a great place. Pull your head in. Eddie, Dior, love you. Take it easy. Well, that was a nice one to finish on, wasn't it? Just a lick. Transcontinental mm. licking. Yeah. It would always made sense that we'd, we'd finish with a, with a, with lick. a lick. I think that made Made a lot of sense. And then a Wayne Gretzky start, which we've been dying for all fucking show. <laughs> Eddie, I'm spent, mate. I'm fucking rooted, mate. Uh, until next week, uh, 
make sure that you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, About Even comes out later in the week as well. It's not a podcast. It's only a show on YouTube. And the only way that that continues is if you like and subscribe. Free content. But we need the fucking likes and subscribes, bruh. And five stars. And five stars and whatever else you fucking do. But uh, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.